This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Only God can judge me, that right? Only God can judge me. Now. Oh, this need to be the. All you other motherfuckers get out of my business. Perhaps I was blind to the facts. Stabbed in the back, I couldn't trust my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting out that good uh that good Tuesday evening with that pop, man. Welcome back. This week in culture, episode 19. I'm your boy, your esteemed host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad Ant. Uh, and I got my dog Jay Johnson with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka Lassane Crooks, <laughs> <laughs> aka Tupacalypse now. <laughs> Google Lassane Crooks, I- nigga. Yeah, man. Welcome back, dog. This week in culture, we review the hate you give, man. So Pac was so appropriate. Facts. So appropriate, man. Before we even get into the review and all that, y'all know what we do every week, man. Thank you to the to the listeners. Thank you to everybody uh, who's following the Instagram. Jay got that set up. He was like, nigga, Ant, I'm tired of your bitch ass. <laughs> uh, and then thank you to everybody following on the Instagram. If you haven't followed already, uh, go ahead and follow us at This Week in Culture on Instagram. The name's so fire. That I'm like, somebody gonna steal this shit. I, I really did. I was shocked when you sent me that, that that wasn't like an like underscore, underscore or nothing. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's straight up, man. Follow us on the gram this week in culture. Uh, and if you're on Facebook and you haven't already joined the group, go join the group as well uh, by the same moniker, This Week in Culture, man. Now, uh, shit, man. It's been a, a minute since we actually sat down. Um, you know, thank you all to everybody who listened uh, to The Love Is episodes part one and two and uh niggas got it in for three hours yo thank thank you to me and jay for uh knocking out that double recording in one night and then taking a week off right quick (laughs) on you niggas um no but uh shit it's been a a couple weeks a lot happened since since two weeks ago man uh sweetest day happened how was your sweetest day uh i think i cut somebody off oh shit (laughs) god damn but well you know yeah, that day was cool. It was cool for me, man. Then I got a weird ass email, man. Oh shit! I got a weird ass email, man. Um, I got an email that my mom tagged me in a picture on Facebook. Mm. So you know, God bless the dead. Somebody had uh, hacked my mom's Instagram page on, mm. on Sweetest Day and uh, started posting pictures of Ray Bans. Oh, Ray-Ban not the not the fucking nineteen ninety nine super deal. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I had to I reached out to Facebook and got everything taken care of, man. Yeah. But that kind of soured my day. I can imagine, bit, bro. You know? I um, yeah, I I don't really. I've never. Well, let me not say never. I've celebrated one sweetest day. That was sophomore year at college. Uh, my girlfriend at the time took me to Mongolian barbecue like a real nigga. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got mad bowls. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I've never fucking celebrated Sweetest Day. It's a regular-ass Saturday. That's right. Um, my, my recent ex did text me Happy Sweetest Day, though, and I didn't really know how to feel about it. Um, because like, uh, I it wasn't like I was offended, but I I looked at it more like like uh, is that the alley oop? <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like what you mean by that. And then because of just the nature of the day, I'm like, yo, you busy? Do I, <laughs> like, how much do I want to like respond to this? Like, like how much do I care? 
And then it fucked me up though, because I be fun You know, Sweetest Day ain't like this isn't a national holiday. It's this is Midwest shit. If you ain't from the Midwest, specifically Detroit, because it's spotty once we get out of it's like Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Indiana, a little bit. Um, and then randomly as fuck, Atlanta. Cause I definitely got a sweetest day card in Atlanta uh, when I used to live down there. But sweetest day is like supposed to be Valentine's Day for the dudes. Damn. It's never that. I had some family up from Tennessee one year. Yeah, and they came in. They was like, "What's going on? Y'all having a, um, a leftover Valentine's Day sale?" <laughs> I was like, "It's sweetest day." They're like, "What the fuck leftover is that?" Leftover Valentine's Day sale, like though. in October, nigga. <laughs> yeah, if you got some shit left over from February, nigga. but they was dead serious. Though. Yeah, because like, now niggas don't know. If you ain't from this area, you don't know. But it fucked me up when my ex hit me. Because then I was like, "Damn, like." This ain't like a worldwide holiday, so like it's already a small pool of people celebrating. She the only one that wished me a sweetest happy, happy sweetest day, nigga. So yeah, um, to anybody else who didn't wish me a happy sweetest day, fuck y'all. And uh, yeah, that's where we starting. Um, I, I don't think I got wish one at all. Yeah, see y'all, see how y'all doing, yo? How me and Jay gonna be y'all favorites, and then y'all niggas ain't even wishing us happy sweetest day? So fuck y'all. Uh, they uh, they was probably busy. Right, they was with they nigga. <laughs> Yo, everybody, I like hitting girls up on Sweetest Day just to not get that reply so I know who really got a nigga and who been fronting all year. Um, but yeah, so that happened. What else happened? Um, shit I don't care about. Nikki and Cardi beefing. Shit I don't care. Yo, real quick, man. I, I know a lot of y'all find that shit entertaining. That's cool. I'm not going to tell y'all how to rock. But like, Everybody grow up. Man, I've seen people I know, like, uh. literally in the shade room comments arguing yesterday. And it's like, like, I really know you. Like, I could, I should pick up my phone and call you and tell you to put the your fuck fucking you phone doing out. That, like, come on, dog. It's a lot. A lot of y'all is uh, parents. Like, get out the fucking shade room comments arguing. Um, shit, what else happened? LeBron fucking my Lakers up. Uh, I'd rather, dog, can I get a trade off? Um, speaking of trades, uh, Golden Tate just got traded from the Lions. Uh, so they sent that nigga over to Philly. That just happened like an hour ago. Yeah, I saw that come um, across the threads. So the, the Lions is going to continue to be trash forever and ever. And um, yeah, man. Was, he, was you here when they were scrapping? When? Houston in uh, L.A. Oh, yeah. We, no, we ain't. Yo. Uh, <laughs> yo, all right. Let's get into it real quick, man. How you feel? I was first <laughs> off, shout out to Brandon Ingram on that goon squad. Real nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? Somebody LeBron bang with your boy. Le Bow. LeBron gonna add him to uh Space Jam 2. Put I don't know, the, man. Put him on the Mind Stars. Brian doing his passive aggressive interviews and shit. I thought Brian now. was a hoe in that shit though. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. Not because I like I didn't no. want him to fight or no, no shit no. like that, but go no. ride with your team. That's fam. your best friend. That's your man, you the godfather, his kids. Yo, I respect all of that. However, once you make sure your man is all right and he no, good no, 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 no. and he ain't knocked the fuck out. Unless they start shooting, he okay. <laughs> I ain't even mad at See, I wasn't mad at him checking on his man and pulling Chris Paul only because Chris Paul caught that quick left, nigga. <laughs> Rondo hit him with the left. Like, niggas forget Rondo even had the left. Like, that's Southpaw shit real. So, check on your boy, but don't walk that nigga to the sideline. Y'all arm in arm and shit. And you y'all over there with Floyd rapping. Like, fam, I'm on your team. Le that nigga ain't on your team. LeBron, what, he uh, 34 years old? Yeah, yep. Uh Ingram and them niggas like 21. Them niggas is kids. 22? Yeah. Hey, look, fam, you're an old man to these young niggas. Yeah. And it, us young niggas, like the rest of the team, yeah. a.k.a., 
We out here scrapping and shit. Yep. And you supposed to be the leader? Like, why yep. would my young ass follow your old Why would ass? I ride with you? And you why know, would I ride with you? We we out here scrapping, fam. I'm a, yo. Scold me in the scold me in the parking yep. lot. Yep. But while we in public, you ride with your fucking squad. And, and this was my thing too, man. Like again, I get Chris Paul is your real friend. But how, you going to always be able to check on your man. That nigga wasn't laid out on the court, knocked out, bleeding, fucked up. He caught one, he threw two. Boom. Game over. He was all right. Check on your young ass. Because now your team, who got to believe. First of all, what LeBron and, and a lot of his fans ain't really seem to realize, it's already two niggas on his team that never liked him. Rondo and Lance Stevenson. Right. These niggas have hated you for your whole career. So you got to earn their trust. Now you got these young boys, Ingram and Ball and Kuzma and all these niggas. They looking at you like, fam, who you riding with? Because when we was all over here huddled up and you the refs were sorting it out, you was over there with Chris Paul and Floyd Mayweather looking real brawny. So, yeah, man, I'm really not digging this nigga on my team. We like two and six, um, and we didn't been in games that we should have won every one of them. But fuck it. That is what it is. That's uh, Ann and Jay with sports. And, uh... And that was probably, what I, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's man. pretty much it. Ain't too much shit happened um, since then that I give a fuck about. Uh, we I did mean, get a couple. White folks have been going crazy. Oh, again. my God. Yo, yo, real quick. I'm glad you said that because pardon me. Um, it's fucked up. We get so desensitized and used to all this shit. You'll forget about it the next day. But uh, rest in peace to everybody that passed at the synagogue in, what was that, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace to the two uh, black folks that died at the Kroger mm -hmm. um, in that shooting. And Shout then, out to the black church that wouldn't let that cracker in. Facts, facts. Um, and, uh, you know, God bless anybody who had the pipe bomb sent to him, all the Trump Haters and non-supporters, uh, Robert De Niro, Obama. Man, you know what I thought? I, I felt thought was funny. What? As I've been seeing the pictures of the local police officers, and I say that I, I use that term loosely because they was in full tactical gear. They had a tank out there. They mm -hmm. had all their flak jackets and mm -hmm. all that shit. Y'all let my man shoot like four y'all. He got at him. Like what? He was got at him. Y'all got all that all that tough shit out. What? And ain't nobody busting. Meanwhile, we grab a hairbrush. Or some shit. Hmm, how relevant is this week in culture? Taking it uh, safely. We we going to transition in a minute. Uh, before we get into the movie, again, this week in culture, we're going to review The Hate You Give. But before we tap into that, we did get a couple uh, suggestions and, and questions on the uh, Facebook group that I want to touch on. Yeah, yeah. The homie Tiana, uh, she asked us if we're ever going to consider reviewing Jada Pinkett Smith's show, The Red Table Talk. Now, have you watched any of those? I've seen clips. And so I'm the same. I've seen clips. I have not sat and watched like an episode in full. If I'm being 100% honest, I didn't know these were like real episodes and like online shows. I thought it was, I don't know what I thought, but I didn't know I it was like. Jay, I think it's technically her Facebook show. Okay. All right. So it is on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. That's, I ain't even know, you know where Facebook to start. Facebook has a, has a separate video platform. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So. Specifically, and uh, the homie Jasmine kind of backed Tiana up on this. They want to hear us talk about the last two episodes. It was a part one and two yeah. where they discussing their marriage and problems they went through and that sort of thing. I say we watch it. Yeah, and we gonna <laughs> give y'all some. Uh, we gonna give y'all some free game. Hey dog. man, I find it funny because I've been watching the comments and shit. Like yeah. I find it funny. Like they was like, "Whoa, they were so transparent. They talked about our man." Guess we got our answers. Mm -hmm. Like, look, just because niggas say that shit don't mean it's true. 
Like, what we gonna stop listening to these niggas lie to us sometimes? This, this is my thing. And again, me and Jay have not seen these episodes yet. We will commit to watching them and give y'all a, a full Ann and Jay review of this shit. This week about, in culture review. I watched like a good nine minutes of the first one. Yeah, I um, I ain't. I've seen minute long clips here and there, but um, in general, I just be laughing because I. I always find it funny when, like, a celebrity says something and people say it's, like, the most profound right. shit they've ever heard, but it don't be no different than anything I might say, you might say. Facts. They friends done told them, they mama done told them. Oh, wow. But it's like, now so Will Smith I, said it, so it's real. So if I want to be with this girl and I say I don't want to use no title, I just want us to be us. Yeah. Oh, you bullshit, nigga. Give me my title. Give me my ring. And Yeah. But they get on there and say... We don't let the, the rules of marriage define, define us. Then yeah. it's like, oh, wow, this is the next level yeah. love shit. No, that's the same thing your nigga been trying to tell you that the ring don't matter and all the shit don't 100%, matter. 100%, man. And I, hey, hey. I do need to do my due diligence and watch the whole thing. No, that, and that's a fact. To get the context. context. No, like, that's a fact. But till then, stop letting Stoney tell you what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but uh, like Tiana, it, Jasmine, we definitely going to get into it. I, like Will Smith and or Jada Pinky can say anything, and y'all gonna take that shit as one hundred percent fact. Mm-hmm. And I get it; these motherfuckers are successful as hell. Will Smith at one point was the biggest movie star in the entire world. He seems to have like completely taken Instagram by storm and shit. Um, Why you think that is? I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a, a coincidence type of nigga. I. Uh, I think, and I've always thought this about Will Smith. Great actor, Fresh Prince, phenomenal. Some of the movies he's been in have been phenomenal. Um, But I think Will Smith, and I've thought this his whole career, even with his rapping, Will Smith is safe. He's safe. He's like, yes, I'm from West Philly, but I'm I'm smart, I'm educated, I'm I'm well-spoken, I'm I'm nice-looking, I'm my teeth straight. I don't look harmful, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to them. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. So because I look safe, it's a great tie-in. Yeah, by the way. it's a great uh-huh. tie-in. Comment. Uh-huh. So because I don't look harmful to them, because I look, uh, you know, I can talk the talk and walk the walk with the with them, and I can also do it with us. I'm safe. I can deliver a message to the young black millennials, but I can do it in a way that. It's almost like I can deliver a message that they are trying to get to us, but I'm the vessel. And I love Will Smith. So this is not a knock on Will Smith, but I don't know Will Smith personally. I love him as an actor. I love Summertime. Who the fuck don't love Summertime? You don't love Summertime. You un-American, nigga. That shit could be the anthem as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but um, Shout out to um, Eric B. I mean, shout out to fucking uh, Jazzy Jeff. No, uh, rock him for rock writing, him for writing, for writing summertime, getting them pins up. I heard Nas had some uh, some bars in there too, man. But uh, yeah, no, in general, man, I, I I rock with Will Smith, but I think that his influence. I think Will Smith is going to run for president at some point. You think it's coming? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. They seem to be setting up a lot of celebs in that lane because shit, The Rock be talking shit. And they really want The Rock to do this. Who's currently the biggest movie star in the world? The Rock, nigga. 
Like I do think there's something going on with the Will Smith shit. Not like I some, doubt it. not necessarily like some nefarious shit mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. But like it's for a reason that yeah. I've brung this. I've garnered this much attention. I've done. I'm doing Recently, this yeah. for a reason. And again, like I said, he's safe. He's safe. If shit, he damn he could. Who else would play Barack Obama? Now I gotta get out, now get out there in front of the red table and explain my marriage because if I ran for president or some They'll shit pull. like that. I need to know what's going on. Mm. What's up with this? I thought y'all were swingers. I thought yeah. y'all were this. I was that. Yeah. Now let's get out there as a family. Get ahead of it. And address it. Yeah. So I can answer. So get I, ahead of it. I, I think there's see that. some. Um, I so can see that. Not, if it's not president, because yeah. that's maybe a jump, I think there's some political aspirations there somewhere. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, Because there's so much shit going on in Philadelphia. And you think about, you know, the, the shit with Meek Mill and that judge and, and Jay Z pulling. Uh, the concert, what's the concert he do every Made America? Made America pulling that until because you remember that was gone for three seconds till him in Philly figured out, okay, how can we rectify this? Because I'm not about to have my shit in this racist ass government sanctioned yeah. city. And then boom, they got it right. And Jay and uh Will Smith have a relationship, so it's a lot. And Will Smith and, and Meek have a relationship. Will Smith has been the pride of Philadelphia since, like, shit, he, it's him and Rocky. And Rocky's fictional, nigga. <laughs> like, they love Will Smith. Yeah. So, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't doubt uh, Will Smith for, it's for, for mayor or for something around for, that bitch. It's a reason. Yeah. I could see it. Um, I definitely could see it. And again, hey. Him and Jada would be a he beautiful. He's old enough now. He's 50, yeah. right? Don't you got to be like yeah. 50 or 48 to be president? Shit, 35. Really? Yeah. Anybody can I'm run in there, president. baby. Anybody I'm can in run there, for baby. president. Yeah. Nah, this nigga Jay finna definitely run. I'm going to do some city council or some shit like that. You think that. Kanye's still running? I, I, <laughs> I was like saying Kanye should piss Jay off right quick. Uh, I, I fuck around and run for city council in real life, though. Shit, I don't see why not. Yeah. I don't see why not, man. Pick that. Pick a district. You know what I'm saying? Pick a fucking area where you, you know, where you're familiar I'm with. I'm running for the 48228. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the, all my Joy Road uh, affiliates. Hey, man. It's you and you versus T Grizzly on the ballot. Nigga. He's from my actual neighborhood. Yeah. Man. Where that nigga at? He's still owned in the, in the actual neighborhood. <sighs> he got to get the fuck out. Yeah. And hey, shout out to Joy Road, but T Grizzly got to get the he, hell out. He literally be over there. He got to not do that. Yeah. He got to not do that. I know niggas who ain't made a goddamn. What's so funny is like uh, some of the cats. Some of his older homies that he yeah. grew up with was, was like my little homies and shit. Cause mm, like there's a significant yeah. age difference yeah, between facts. us and shit. So some mm. of the older niggas he used to hang out with was some of the younger niggas that you know what I'm saying that came underneath us. Yeah, I, I actually remember the nigga as a kid. Damn, uh, I um I just want the nigga to get out of it, you know. And that ain't that's not to say you can't go back. Man, these are great tie-ins. Don't to this frequent side. this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, oh my God. I'm it's funny because I'm not realizing until we get into it. Uh yeah, man. Um oh, hold on. Before we even uh before we jump in, we did have one more that one topic that you put out there. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, I one hundred percent agree with. Yeah. Well, hold on, before we even get to my topic, because <laughs> I'm gonna go the fuck off. Hold up. Uh the homie Shay Jones asked us. Do we think people are taking advantage of the mental health discussion? What you think about that? Um, I, two things. One, I don't like this narrative that black people have something against therapy. 
um, like it was never presented to me that way. Right. Not in my family. Not no. I've never like, but that's always been the narrative. Well, you know, black people don't like this. Is that what we said? Like, I know that 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 saying has always been that way. But like you personally in your lifetime, like, I don't know, maybe everybody in media circles different. Like I've never heard that growing up other than people saying that that was the thing. Yeah, I think now monetarily we may not have the money and the resources, the resources to to do it. But that don't mean that we black people inherently like that's a deficiency. Y'all won't do this. Yeah. And I, I don't I get it. I think we all should do it more. But I just hate when negative stereotypes are attributed to us that aren't necessarily proven or backed up. They just thrown out there. Like I, I think know. um I think uh not to, you know, show y'all niggas how nerdy I really am, but I think Sigmund Freud had a a quote and I'm I'm not gonna quote him because I can't remember exactly, but basically he said Irish people are immune to psychotherapy. Uh to uh you can't counsel them. Like mm. there's like that seemed like some racist shit. It, it and and Sigmund Freud said that and it's funny cuz when you just said, you know, I hate that narr- like who created it? Who created cuz nobody's ever I've never said I wouldn't go to therapy. I it's funny all the people I know in therapy right now are black. I know a ton of people who go to therapy but regularly. Like in, in real life, like the majority of my circle, ninety eight percent of my circle yeah. is black. Yeah, I even have people who who I know who are therapists. Yeah, like, facts, facts. So like, shout out to my nigga Meek. I just don't. I'm not saying. Yeah, I just don't like the stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that's because that's I, what while we while we uplift in therapy, yeah. it's always we get we take a shot. Yeah, like, wow, because hey, y'all know y'all don't do it. Y'all look down. Yeah, Bow. we all need therapy, but we refuse to go. What? Like, no, we all need therapy. So let's figure out how we can get all of us therapy. Because here's what I'll say, and again, the motherfucking tie-ins to uh, to this movie. Being black in America, you're born with PTSD. Facts. Post-traumatic slave disorder. Mm. Bang, bang, nigga. You got to give them the fucking drop, dog. Like, <laughs> it's you're, you're born with PS- PTSD. You are born at a disadvantage. You are born. It's a real thing, by the way. I didn't make. That yeah, up. yeah, no. It's but it was so fitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, being a black man in this country is. Shout out to Jenny sending audio messages. Love, love my dog. Love my dog. Shout out to Jenny, man. Um, yeah, just being a black man in this country, dude. You're you're not. Your mind will be traumatized 10 times over just by your natural life, like your natural experiences. You don't have to do anything dramatic or uh, outstanding for you to go through something traumatic. Like it's we're fucked up because fucked up shit happens to us naturally. I got a question, though. What's good? About this therapy, because I've never mm-hmm. been myself, right? Mm-hmm. I've never been to Neither have I. a paid Disclaimer. therapist, right? Got you. So in these therapy sessions, mm-hmm. are you talking and they're giving you advice? Because if because if that's not the case and you just getting information out, yeah. I think all of us have been going to therapy at church uh, with loved ones and family mm-hmm. members, whatever, getting that information out and being able to talk through it like in a safe place. Now, if they're giving you advice, like, look, this is what I think you should do. Or this is what like that's something different. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like so if the if the black people need therapy so you can talk this stuff out, I have therapy every time I have a um 
shit, sit up with your dogs. You man. know what I'm saying? Like and we didn't say yeah. whenever we sit in the circle and yeah. build, yep. like Facts. we getting shit out. Facts. And um, no, I agree with you. So it's funny, you know, there are when I when I think of the term therapy, there are so many different therapeutic forms out there. Right, you can go, right. it's people who go to the gym to relieve that stress. It's Facts. people who go to the range to relieve that stress. Yeah. It's people who smoke, you know what I'm saying? They start getting into vices to relieve that stress. So, and that doesn't always mean that the stress is not, it's non-existent once you're done. It just means that you've done something to sort of bring you back level. So in this case, when I'm thinking, yo, going to see a therapist, I would assume, to to go to your question, that I'm just getting it out. I just need, and, and this is me verbally getting out what's inside so I can get back level, so I can express myself in a in a safe environment in yeah. a, a judgment-free zone i would assume that talking to a therapist is no different than going to church and talking to your priest or talking to your boys or talking yeah. to whoever now I, I do hope and i do think one of the differences i guess if when you letting that information out yeah your therapist is trained i'm assuming they're trained they're mm-hmm. like look i think there's something deeper going on yeah. that medication may yeah. need to need to fix maybe you got like a something going on yeah with you, that type of that's what Sigmund Freud said. He said Irish people were immune to uh, psychoanalysis, and um, but no, but I don't think black people are. I just think again, because of the narrative that we don't go seek help, we've believed it over time, and we've sort of uh, ingrained ourselves in that, and then we've decided not to go seek help. Mm. But like me and Jay said, we know black therapists, we know black people in therapy. So a. If you feel like you got something going on, go. Now, I do think there is a natural distrust from black people. From the PTSD. To, yes, facts. Yep. Uh, to anything necessary, like official, doctor related. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. all the, like, mm-hmm. from experimenting on us, yep. uh, seeking help yep. and not getting it, like, yep. via, like, police, um, your local government. Like, you know I mean, if I, you want to go all the way back to it, nigga, before. They got to, you know, treating us with syphilis. And before we start going to police and then getting accused of the shit, we went to report yeah. way, way, way back before that. And, you know, God bless, because I believe in the Lord, but even church in the Bible and us thinking that prayer was going to get us out of slavery and, and get us educated and get us. And that didn't yeah. work the way we were told it should work. Because like, I'm just trying to, to to think back of like where this where this stereotype would have come from, right? Yeah, and possibly it comes from the fact that at some point, I mean, 1954, uh-huh. segregation was yeah. we just got the right to vote, all yeah. that shit, right? Facts. So it's like I don't think there was just a bunch of black psychiatrists out here, no, or no psychologists, psychiatrists, yeah. and therapists out yeah. there, because those like different three things, different things, yep, right. So if you as the black man was going to go sit in front of a 60-year-old white woman and tell them your story, maybe they didn't think that portion would work. Yeah. But now that, like, there are black people out here yeah. and, like, society's a little, some people are a little different, a little bit more progressive, like, I would rather speak to somebody who understands my struggle. And, and to your point, um, to anybody who might disagree with your point, think of it this way. Uh, when you go to the doctor for instance, um, let's just say a female. When a female, uh, a woman goes to the doctor. Gynecologist. 
more than likely you want a female you're dealing doctor. with a woman you want a female yeah doctor. more nine out of ten times you're dealing with a woman that's just gonna unless be facts. i'm doctor and this nigga Jay, <laughs> give me dr johnson this nigga is such a creep uh <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking this weekend culture uh rape culture <laughs> Paul, oh shit but um no <laughs> But no, uh, but no, you think about it, it's funny, I was just talking to one of my coworkers uh, who had a big surgery about a month ago, and she was like, there was one day while she was, because she was in the hospital nine days post-surgery, mm-hmm. and she was like, one day she went to use the bathroom and she called a nurse, and they sent in a male nurse, and she was like, literally that one moment, she was uncomfortable, because she's like, I'm used to, male nurses come and help with shots and checking my, but when I need to go to the bathroom, I've asked for a female nurse every time, and then y'all sent a man in here. This ain't normal for me. Right. Like, so it's you're used to something that looks like you. So when it comes to psychotherapy and, and psychology and uh, all of that, it would be beneficial for us to go and sit with someone else black who might understand our struggle, who mm-hmm. might at least relate enough. Because if they are giving advice at the end or if they are prescribing something at the end, I want you to be prescribing something useful to me and my blackness. And I look at it different ways. Ideally, that's what I want, right? Yeah. But then it's like, well, if you do get somebody who is not from your same background, maybe they are able to look at things from a non-biased situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I might go into you on some the hate you give type shit. Mm. You sitting here agreeing with me like a motherfucker Mm. because you've been through the shit too. Yeah. Sometimes... I don't know, man. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely um. Mm. But to answer the question, yes, I do think some of you niggas is lying. And and so uh, and to kind of take Shay's point further, not only do I think some people are taking advantage by saying I am bipolar, or I I do experience these random you know mental uh, disabilities. I think a lot of media are taking advantage of it as well by self-diag or diagnosing people with yeah. that shit before you even like, nah, bro, the same way I'm a Gemini. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even yo, yo. You know I got two personalities. Yo, we could do a 19 hour show on me and the motherfucking Zodiac, bro. I just oh, like dog, stop please, yo, real quick. Stop attributing your fucked up behavior based on your sign, my nigga. You either a good human being or you not. It's Don't a you choice. wake it is a choice. You make a choice to do whatever the dog, fuck you want to do. Though. If I'm a nice nigga, I'm not nice because I'm a Virgo. I'm nice because I'm a nice nigga. <laughs> like, please stop doing yo, man. You I got swear. Free will. You have free will to do everything you do. I'm not locked down because I'm an Aries. Stop telling. Oh my God, dog. Stop telling me you so loyal, and that's why you let that nigga cheat on you 30 million times because you a fucking uh, sag. Like what? <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, like I get it, and uh, I, I, I look. I look at some of the shit like I can. I can understand, right? But you got to recognize you got free will, Fam. and you can ultimately do whatever you want to do. And here's my thing too. It's like saying I cheated. I'm a man. Oh wow! I'm a man. Wow! Like so, you mean you don't have the ability to not yeah. cheat? But 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 I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a man. I'm a way. hunter. I'm a wolf. Like if you want it, fine. If 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 the I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a Gemini. Shit mm-hmm. work. Woman is like, well, look now, I got a dick, and she had a, yeah. she had lady parts. And I got male parts. I'm, I got a dick in this mad pussy out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But um, no, I, I do think that media is exploiting the whole uh, mental disorder and uh, mental disability. Uh, like 
phase that we're in. And it's like, yo, anytime somebody does anything, we're quick to be like, oh, shit, he, he crazy. Like, yeah. he got something going on, something traumatic. Yo, something traumatic has happened to every single one of us on Earth. But again, and this is not to say that there are not people with uh, mental disorders and uh, just poor mental health in general, but a lot of this shit is a choice. And a lot of this shit is not driven by trauma and is not driven by uh, something being wrong in your mind. A lot of people are just, just attention-seeking, bro. As, that's just what I think. Um, but again, it's definitely a wave right now, and it's a wave that I wish was being handled a little more uh, carefully. Like, fam, you don't get a blanket. Just All right, fine. I know why you did that, but that shit's still wrong. You're still responsible for it. Yeah. It's just like dog that shot up the synagogue, man. They came immediately out. You know how the white folk do with the media. They come out. They start telling me like about fam, his mental health. Like, fam, if you, like, in real life, yeah. if you go in anywhere, any person go in yeah. there and shoot up a bunch of people, I know something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't got, get a doctor don't to tell me to, something's wrong, something wrong with you, bro. But guess what? Yeah, you still responsible for yeah. all that shit. Because check this out: you wasn't just sitting there and had a gun in your pocket and then just stood up and snapped. No, nigga, you planned. You had uh, fucking blueprints out and the, the, all this shit. Like uh, the nigga from your neighborhood that go shoot up a school or shoot yeah. up, that literally go shoot at the a bouncer put you out and you go shoot at the front door of a motherfucking uh, club. Yep. Like something wrong with you. Yeah. Like, it, and we're you're like, messed so, up so in the head. But guess Facts. what? Sit your ass down for the rest of your life yeah, still. Yeah, no, we're not just about to give you that pass uh, because you, you still crazy. responsible yeah. for your actions. All Unless that to say is different levels of crazy. Facts. And some of you niggas are intentionally crazy and doing crazy shit just because. Because um, a lot of you niggas have hate in your heart. Man, y'all got to get y'all vibrations at the right level, man. <laughs> talk about it um and then yeah we can jump into uh this little joint i put up on facebook before we get into the movie because I, I i hey man ladies i'm about to well first of all fellas i'm gonna get y'all some free game uh if you follow me on facebook at anthony bernard wooden jr then you saw this gem that i put up the other day uh matter of fact like to hear it here you go let me read it to you <laughs> motherfuckers man because no nah, i really want people to uh to take heed to this advice I'll be trying to give. So I said, fellas, if you ever want a woman out of your life, just say, let me know when you're free, and she'll never say another word to you. Now, I want to juxtapose this on a conversation that we had about insecure. Mm. Because we had a whole conversation about women saying, as soon as you're ready, to, if you if you tell a man that you're interested, he going to disappear. Yep. And everybody was riding for that same yep. comment and explaining why men ain't shit and yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. So keep that same energy. Yeah. No, because women be ghosting in their own little way. Um, <laughs> ghost. Ghost. Um, shout out to all you niggas is Jamie St. Patrick. So um, women. And we kind of, again, back on the insecure discussions, we actually brought this up before. Like, a man's interest is being shown when he asks you out. If he says, yo, I'd like to take you out uh, tonight, or yo, I'd like to take you out Friday night, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to go do something, whoop, whoop, And then if you respond by saying, oh, I'm unavailable, or I'm busy, that's cool. We not... Fam, I'm not trying to hear you say no three times it, that's in a, a row. Fact. What about Tuesday? No, I'm busy. What about yeah. Wednesday? No. What, nigga, let me know when you free. Well, so let me know when you free. Fam, I can go down the list of women that I've stopped talking to at the moment I said, let me know when you're free and never heard another word from them. Because then they leave it on you to hit them back up again. Nigga, I ain't begging you to go spend my money on a date. The fuck? 
I will go spend my money on the shit I've been spending my money on forever, nigga. Some Reese's cups and some <laughs> shoes, nigga. And you can kiss my ass, nigga. Me and these flaming oh, hots will have a great night without you, man. I, so I one hundred percent got one particular person in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't like yes, that's nigga. the game. Oh, I, I have a couple like free. dog. That's it. And this I ain't heard from you in a while, nigga, because I've been waiting for you. Fam. All right, so ladies, here go to I, that was the game to the fellas. If you want to get rid of her, if you're done with her, just say let me know when you're free. You'll never hear back from her. Women, if you are interested in a dude and you're busy, because it was funny, one of my homegirls, yo, first of all, when I posted that, I saw that comment. I'm gonna say this the majority of the commenters and the people who liked it literally are all the people that I had in mind when I posted that. That's a fact. Like, I could go through there and pull about 20 people out. But one of my homegirls posted, maybe she's really busy. So my response, I wasn't even being sarcastic. I said, valid, nigga. She could be really busy. That's why I'm saying let me know when you're free, not when you're busy. Fam, I'm going to throw this out there. Let me just throw this out there. I travel weekly for my 9 to 5. Me and Jay record weekly i have about three or four projects i'm working on on my own i take care of uh two parents and one of my parents my dad is handicapped uh i have weekly appointments and shit that i just need to do in my own personal life and still got to find time to go work out and still got to find a grocery shop and still got to find time to have some sort of social life i'm busy too Fam, a woman will hit you with an Instagram meme all day and a, a niggas make time for what they make time for. But won't make time for the nigga. Come on, blood. Yo, dog. Out of here. I'm about to start. Y'all be Yo. busy doing not a goddamn thing. Yo, tonight's uh, Devil's Night, by the way. And I'm about to come toilet Remember paper that? a few houses. Yeah, I have a Devil's Night t-shirt. That's And I actually, I wish I, I had I haven't heard nobody on. say that shit. So uh, October 30th in Detroit was Devil's Night for like a good part of the 80s and early 90s. And uh, it was just a night for complete terror. terror. It was inner city terrorism. Niggas was setting homes on fire, I cars. Think was, I think it was the actual devils who were setting the homes on fire. It was, yo. A.K.A. the unnaturals. We used to spend, uh, <laughs> we used to spend Devil's Night at church, uh, Spring Hill. Vaps, we used to vaps, be up in Spring Hill. Across the street in the little annex. Yeah, yeah. Bobbing for apples, doing yeah, all the bo- whole Yo, shit. that apple bo- yo, Which is so disgusting in hindsight. Me and, um, me and Jay found out when, uh, when, when his mom passed, rest in peace, uh, that he and I crossed paths a long time ago, man, back in the 80s. Uh, our our parents went to, well, my mom and, and Jay's parents went to the same church. And uh, my mom actually remembered Jay's parents. Uh, and it was, it was just funny because we were about two, three years apart. Like, we had just missed one another in regards to the inner social circles yeah, of the yeah. church. But, uh, no, nah, man, we used to be every... Devil's Night. We were safe up in the church right off Seven Mile. Never How we thought we were safe on no. Seven Mile of Greenfield? <laughs> it was a different Seven Mile of Greenfield at the time. <laughs> we thought we were safe oh, walking up the block on Seven Mile That's of Greenfield. That's funny. Hey, here he go a little shout out to my mom. I love her dearly. I miss her. Facts, I miss man. her to death. So God I never bless. went trick or treating before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, because that's what what we did. We didn't believe in all that shit. We went to church. So my mom did not want us to go to school the next day with no candy Mm. because she a good mom, right? So she would have us go trick-or-treating inside the house. So, like, she'd go (laughs) into different rooms. Like, I'd go knock on the bathroom door, and she'd come out like, hey, and drop candy in each room because she ain't want us to go to school. Like, (laughs) the next day after Halloween, you got to go in there with your You got to have a bag full, You know what I'm saying? So she like, look, we got these religious beliefs and everything yeah. but i'm not gonna let you go to school with no candy i love it man you know what i'm saying so yo, shout out to my mom man i yo, love her black moms is different dog yeah. i remember one year when uh it was you know reported on the news like people were because you know folks start trick-or-treating days in advance of halloween and i guess especially if it doesn't fall on the weekend so it was like a thing in Detroit. People was putting like blades and apples and doing. They was wilding out. You had to so take I'm, your you had to take your candy to the police many yeah, stations. Yep, that shit don't exist to now, have right? them check it. Yeah. Exact. Come on, man. But no, my mom's was like, all right, well, we ain't going trick or treating over here. So I thought that meant we wasn't going at all. But we just went across the border, went over to Windsor, <laughs> trick or treated all up through them uh, Canadian streets. And nigga, they was giving away candy, cash. Bags of chips, like, uh, there's currently the a, good old days. There is a currently a petition, a national petition going on right now mm-hmm. for them to change the date of Halloween. To when? They would like to change Halloween to the last Saturday of October mm. uh, so that parents um, would be able to take their children trick-or-treating. No and, matter what. And get up and go to work the next morning. Uh, so they don't have so to they work. Don't have, yeah. yeah, I'm not for that shit. It's the 31st. No, nah, it's yo. Niggas um, been doing this shit since the beginning of whatever. Like niggas yeah. been managing this shit ever since. Like y'all niggas so fucking <laughs> soft, man. You remember a few years ago when they like, tried you to? You weak ass parents can't get this. <laughs> like get the fuck your ass on Instagram all fucking yo. night. You can get your ass up in the morning. Yo, real talk. If you young millennial ass parents fuck up <laughs> Halloween <laughs> and this shit ain't on the 31st, I'm going to smack the shit out of my, anybody with a kid. My cousin, he in uh, Kentucky, nigga. Yeah. They changed Halloween to today. Get the fuck out of here. They said since the, it's raining tomorrow in Kentucky, they changing that bitch to today. So Bro. today is where... I'm like, fam, y'all can't do this. You know how many Halloweens I've been out in the rain and my costume was fucked up and I was dragging a big ass ninja pants through the fucking puddle. Man, I... You remember a few years ago when they tried I'm to change because I ain't the, never been trick or treating. When they tried to change the zodiac sign, like dates, yeah. like the window, like, which I think I think I do think they wrong. By the way, Leos became Virgos yeah. and all types. I was like, man, y'all niggas changing shit that's a hundred million years old. Yeah. But anyway, man, uh, yeah, dog. Just in general, ladies, if a man has asked you out and he's even reached the point where he says, "Let me know when you're free," that means you've been on bullshit. So, ladies, this is what you do. Take out your iPhone. If you got an Android, don't talk to me. Take out your iPhone. Go to your messages and scroll all the way to the bottom. Because that's where the niggas you ain't texting in a long time. <laughs> I bet you the last text that you read is going to say, hit me up when you're free. Yep. And uh, no, man, I, I literally, I do that now. Honestly, yo, ladies, if you've ever dated me, if you date me, well, I ain't dating nobody now. So if you've ever dated me uh, or if you ever date me in the future and I say, let me know when you're free, know that that's a test. I am checking to see how interested you are in me because this will tell me how much effort I need to put into you. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, the hate you give. Man. My God. Um, so I just seen the movie today. Yeah, Jay is, when I tell you that nigga's fresh out the theater, nigga, this nigga came through smelling like butter popcorn <laughs> out this motherfucker. Yeah, man. 
He just came up from the show. Um, I've seen it twice. So I actually saw it two weeks ago, uh, last time I was in the city, and then I saw it again Sunday night, just to refresh. Yeah. Um, first of all, before we even get into uh, the synopsis and all that, hell of a movie. If you have not seen The Hate You Give and you intend on seeing it, I'm going to say two things right now. First of all, I'm going to give you your spoiler alert because we are about to get into it. You've enjoyed 43 minutes. Of You've us. enjoyed this is 43 great minutes. So you're good for yeah, right now. Come no, back you, later. Come back, put this bitch on pause, and go see the movie if you don't want it spoiled. However, and this is this is kind of the, the caveat on top of the spoiler alert, Uh the movie is so familiar because of what it's about. Yeah. We're not about to spoil anything. Nothing we're about to tell you in this review is something you haven't heard before. We're about to tell you the black experience. That is it. So if you black, nothing in the hate you this like is we not, can't we can't necessarily ruin this movie for I you. Can't because what's funny, you know what's funny? When I first saw the trailer for this six months ago. I was like, damn, they just showed me the whole goddamn movie. I knew exactly what happened in the trailer. And I, for, for those who are wondering, Jay and I had not read the book. Haven't read the book. I didn't even know it was a book till the movie came out. Um, and I was like, damn, they just told me the movie. But after seeing the movie, I'm like, it didn't matter that they told it to me. It was still a good movie because this was my life. I've been everybody in this movie. I've literally been every single character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, if you plan on seeing it and you don't want to hear no details, uh, this would be your moment to go ahead and dip out. Um, but if you just want to hear about what it's like being black in America and some of the fears that we have to have uh, and some of the unnatural experiences that we go through trying to have a normal life, then uh, stick around and rock with us for a while. So The Hate You Give follows Star Carter. Um, Star Carter is... A very, very bright young African American teenager, and she is living two different lives. Basically, uh, she has her home life, which is in the hood. Where is this base? That's literally the only question. I've seen this movie twice. I don't know where this movie is based. I think it was like a. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if it was fictional I mean, it may or not. Have been fictional or somewhere in in Los Angeles it, is what I'm thinking. It it looked in California I, rather. Yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't quite put it together, but uh, it follows Star Carter. Star Carter is a young again African American teenage woman uh, or a young woman, and she's in the hood. She lives in the hood. Her pops is a former gang member, and he was like he wanted the OGs in the gang. Um, also very militant. Yeah, extremely militant. When she's a kid, her and her siblings, her pops is teaching them. Look, that's how I start. Yeah, it starts out with them sitting at the dinner table learning. What did he make them learn? The uh, the ten point program from the black from Panthers. the Black Panthers. Yep. And he, but more importantly, he was explaining to them how to react if you're ever pulled over by, by the, the police. police. And he literally says. This will happen to you in your lifetime. Yeah. This will happen. So when it does, you put your hands on that dashboard and you keep them there. Yeah. You don't move. No sudden movements. No Don't nothing. drop nothing. If you drop it, leave it there. Leave it there. Picking something up will get you yep. killed. He literally, he's giving them this game when he's a little kid. Um, And he also says, listen, this happening to us because we black. Mm -hmm. But don't act. Just because this is, we're going to suffer through that. We cool with that. You being black is a blessing. Yep. 
Yep. Like we gon we gon we gonna make yeah. it through this bullshit. Yeah. But you being black is a fucking blessing. Don't forget that. Yeah. Just cause all this bullshit happens to us because we're black, don't you ever in one minute regret your blackness. Yeah. Um and it's he's teaching Star and she has two siblings, uh, one older and one younger. She's a middle kid. They're both her brothers. Uh and her older brother is a half brother. Mm-hmm. Um her dad uh, had a had a kid with another young woman in the neighborhood, and then Star's mom grew up in that same neighborhood. But her parents actually got her out, and she has a brother. Uh, so her mom's played by Regina Hall, and Regina Hall's brother in the movie is played by Common, who's a police officer in the movie. And their parents, when they were younger, moved them out of the same neighborhood that Star Carter is now being raised in. Uh, so Star's dad, Maverick Carter. Who's played by I don't know dog's name, but if dude from uh, I don't know if you used to watch Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. Yeah. Oh, all the the dad from Lincoln Heights. Yeah. If dog is underrated, man, Facts. and because Lincoln Heights was corny as hell, but he made them themes on ABC Family seem like we was watching the most rugged, gritty. I mean, because it's for a younger, whiter audience. Yep. He made that shit as gritty as can be in the ABC family. With what he was given. Uh, His name is Russell Hornsby. And the only reason I figured it was like in California somewhere, because they do all them heights. True, true. Richmond Heights and Lincoln Heights and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's very true. Um, And then, so her dad, Maverick Carter, played by the uh, black legend. Is that LeBron uh, agent? Maverick Carter, show is. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if he signed off on that. Um, but he's a former gang member. He spent three years in prison, and when he got out, he's on some yo. We getting our shit together. What you think when they was when that when that first scene when he was telling him that about? Because I thought, oh, this nigga Black Panther. So I thought that when he pulled out the ten points, because on the paper he had the pieces of paper on the table printed out. I saw the I saw the Black Panther, mm. and he had this very militant feel. I'm thinking like, oh. I'm thinking, but I'm like, but how far in the past so is I, this? And that was where I like knew. His clothes look a little bit too updated. Clothes, the hairstyle. And I just kind of knew that the movie was set current day. Yeah. So I knew, I was like, all right, he's not a former Panther because he ain't old enough. Yeah. Um, but And I was looking at his tats too, trying to find something to connect it. But no, his tats was just his kids' names. And then he had some gang tats from the gang that he was in so he was a part of a gang called the king lords uh and the leader of that gang was played by anthony mackie anthony mackie um Boy, he, great actor he got like a 75 percent whole ass nigga uh he plays like 75 yeah. percent of the time like a nigga yeah. i do not like yeah no i i ain't fucked with dogs since eight mile um I wanted to battle the shit out of that nigga during eight mile. Like that's, I had so many bars. Rip him, Lotto, rip him. Nigga said, "Yo," <laughs> and then threw that. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to eight mile, nigga. That's my mile. But anyway, um, so Anthony Mackie started the gang, the King Lords, and Maverick Carter was his right hand man. Like they they started that together. And when Maverick went and did the three years, he did them. It seems like the way they played it, he did them for. Yeah. Uh, for uh, what was his Anthony Mackie's yeah, name? Yeah. King. Uh, King. So he went to prison. We didn't find out how yeah. long he went to prison. He went to prison for King, and he did three years. And when he got out, their agreement was, "Nigga, you can get out this gang. Yeah. Ain't no blood in, blood out. Shit, you did that three for me. You ain't snitch. You got your freedom, bro." And it was also when they they were giving the I like kind of how they gave the backstory without yeah. having to explain it all. But yeah, um, Star was explaining like her mom. Who from the 
from the hood, but from the suburbs uh-huh. and everything like that. Her dad, game banger type nigga, used to be, and they didn't think they was going to ever be together. Well, yeah. they, their parents didn't think they should be together. But all these years later, they still together. He's still taking care of the family. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He doing this shit, but everybody wanted him not to make it. Yeah. Because he not the he not a he not the right type of yeah. man. Cause her parents got her and her brother out the hood. Yeah. So they don't want you dating a hood nigga. Yeah. Like they just that's just natural. But and he don't want to leave the hood. Yeah. He oh he think he owes something to the hood. He feel like he owes something to the hood. So he got his he owns a, a store. It's like a little convenience grocery store sort of set up right in the middle of the neighborhood. And he don't want to leave. Period. They home is in the hood. His store is in the hood. But his kids do not attend school in the hood. He has his kids on the other side of town at this uh, predominantly white prep school. And they're over there getting a better education. So when we talked about Star living uh, or leading two different lives, she got her home life where she can just be Star Carter, young black girl from Richmond Heights or wherever, you know, whatever area this is in the movie. And then she has her school life where she got to go over there and put on. She was explaining it too. Like, yeah, she was breaking that shit down. She like, all right, over here, I got to be whatever school they are star. Yeah, yeah. And like when all the white folks is doing all the hip hop dances and, and saying slang, I can't do those because they're going to look at me weird. It's yeah. cool for them, but I'll be looked down upon if I do those exact same things. So star is played by, her name is Amanda Stenberg. I just want to take one second to say she did a phenomenal fucking job. She in this movie. looks a lot like um, what's Nipsey uh, wife? Who wife? Nipsey, Nipsey wife? Oh, Lauren London. She looks. She a did lot have some like young Lauren, Lauren London, London, especially with them braids and Man, yeah. I'm she like, did have some Lauren London vibes. Sister, uh, all right. Yeah, no, uh, beautiful young lady, man, and phenomenal actress. She killed. So she's been in other movies, like she was in uh, the Hunger Games, I think mm. one and two. Uh, she's been in other. Matter of fact, I think. She died in like one or part two or something like that. But she's been in some really big movies as a little girl. But now growing up, she's kind of on like a Kiki Palmer wave right yeah. now. Like, yo, now I'm grown and I'm, I'm hitting y'all with some real acting chops. Hopefully she don't go crazy. Hopefully. Yeah. Kiki. Kiki used to be my Kiki. girl. <laughs> Do you love yourself? <laughs> Are you high? Um, yeah, Kiki used to be my girl. I don't really know what's going on with her. But uh, Amanda Kiki Stenberg. Sh- Kiki should play Whitney Houston. Mm, the, and go crazy the on crack, them. The and go crazy on them. She'll do better than uh old girl from the game did in the Bobby Brown joint. Yeah. I that think was she, she kind of looked like her. She give me vibes. She yeah. definitely got them shoulders. Yeah. I can see Kiki rolling them shoulders. I can see yeah. if they put the if they put the, the Hollywood stuff on. Throw her, the wig could, on she her. Could, she could do. She can pull off. A, uh, I think she can pull off a wig. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. So. Um. Star is and I I love that part about her where she's like yo when I go to school. I'm not dancing, I'm not using slang, I'm not cursing, I'm not doing any of the things that they can judge me for. Over here, I'm whiter than they are. What you think about that? I I love it and I don't. I love it because don't get them the satisfaction of being the nigga that they think you are. Mm-hmm. But I don't because it's like, do the fuck you. So it's a juxtaposition that I find, you know what I'm saying, conflicting. I often find myself... In that position at work every day because it's like this is the black experience. Like one time last year, my boss, well, not last year, during election time, mm-hmm. she told me she felt comfortable enough, old white lady, mm-hmm. to tell me like, um, "There's no way I could have voted for Hillary." Mm. AKA, 
I voted for Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, me. Yeah. Like, out of, if y'all niggas know me. Jay Johnson 313. Like, yeah, if, yeah. like, why would she feel so comfortable enough to tell me, of yep. all people, that yep. you voted for Trump? Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's because you play that nice, yep. cool dude. And to an extent, yep. like, I get it. You got to play that role yeah. to do certain shit. But, like, I think ultimately we'd be setting ourselves up for failure. I had a colleague at a previous job, white colleague, and she was telling me a story about her weekend, you know, typical Monday morning coffee talk combo. How was your weekend? So she's like, oh, man, it started off good, but it kind of went sour. I got into it with a group of friends who I hadn't seen in a while. And I'm like, oh, what happened? So she says, I hung out with these friends who I hadn't seen in a while because I bumped into them at the bar. And like we grew up together. Yeah. So she's like, one of them was watching, uh, it was some big game one or whatever. She's like, one of them was watching the game at his crib. So we all went back to his crib after the bar. And while we're over there, it's a bunch of us, all white. And she says, one girl called one of the athletes a nigger. Now, as my colleague's telling me this story, she said the N-word. It respectfully mm-hmm. said the N word. So she's like, my wait a minute. She said, no, no, no. She, the actual word. No, no, no. The she N-word. used the N word. She used, she was like, one girl called one of the athletes the N word. Okay. And I was like, respect. I like how you said that. Gotcha. And then, and, and it's funny because that colleague, I think like her, like great, or not her, like grandma's husband is black or something like that. So she has like black people in her family. Did she don't get on past? Yeah. Oh, she don't get. She all white. She all white. But she got black people in her family. So I think when she told me that, she was saying like, "Yo, I got pissed because I have African Americans in my family." So she was like, she checked the old girl like, "Yo, don't use that word around me." And she's like, you know, these is like kind of some hick white people because I grew up in a hick white area. So she's like, I checked the old girl, told her don't use that word. And old girl was like kind of snapping like, what the fuck? It ain't no niggers here. Like kind of going in on the use of the word. So as my colleagues telling me the story, of course, I'm sitting up there rolling my eyes like, of course, typical. Um, But then I noticed something that my colleague did as she continued to tell the story. She's. She goes, yeah, like, you're just, you're not going to come around me and say nigger. And I was like, ah, you let it out. You've been saying the N-word this whole story, but then you finally, Mm -hmm. you got comfortable enough telling me this, because I'm not sitting up here blowing up. I'm not going crazy. Uh, Hold on. All right, I'm not sitting up here blowing up. I'm not going crazy. I'm not telling you, oh, man, like, I can't believe you was with somebody that said, nigger, where that bitch live? Right, right. So... She's continuing to tell me this story, and she got comfortable enough to say the word nigger. And then as soon as she said it, she caught my eyes, and she was like, I mean, yeah, you know, I I can't believe she said uh, nigger in front of me. And then I looked at her and gave her that look like, you know I'm black, right? Don't don't think. So you offended that someone said it in front of you, and you and then you said in front of me. Thinking that you got a pass because you argued and tried to defend, uh, you know, your black family member against them. But now so you're you sitting in front. So of if you didn't have a black family member, would you feel the same way? Would you feel that comfortable? And to Jay's point, just like his boss was comfortable enough to tell him, I absolutely couldn't vote for Hillary. And just like my old colleague was comfortable enough to tell me that she defended 
women blacks. voting for women voting for Trump. Yo, women voting for Trump, uh, Latino and Hispanics voting for Trump, African Americans voting for Trump. I don't care what your excuse or rationale is. And I put it like this: I don't trust this shit at all. I think yeah. both Hillary, I'm gonna be devils. Yeah. Like I, I don't yep. think I think this shit is rigged and whole Illuminati, yep. blah, but whatever, whatever. Yep. But guess what? On some surface shit, yeah. you still put your vote behind that nigga. Behind this, and here's the thing: I just know, in case I'm wrong, I'm gonna mark my ballots and shit on the on. I could be wrong. I used to work in politics. I worked for the Ninth District of Detroit. I worked for a Democrat, um, a Democratic representative, and but I was offered several jobs by a few Republican Party members who worked right above us because they knew me and we talked, and they knew I was you know pretty smart and pretty good at my job, and um. I know what uh, that to say. I know a ton of very open, very staunch Republican voters. I still speak to a lot of them. All of them have said, party or not, there's no way I could vote for Donald Trump because he's not intelligent. Like they got, it's a whole bunch of one issue voters. Yeah. Man. Oh, I, I like gun rights or some shit like yeah. that. So I'm going with Trump. And I'm voting with Trump. No, man. Yeah. Because the rest of this shit, no, it's it's so many, honestly, honestly, and this is just me, I don't care. I don't care if you were uh, black, I don't care if you were Latino, I don't care. If you voted for Trump, I'm calling you racist. And that is for Trump, not if you're a Republican. If you voted for Donald Trump, I am sitting here and I'm calling you racist. And if you want to scrap, add me at Trinidad. The reason I ask that question is yeah. how you feel about that yeah. is because this is another conversation I have that was a, a theme inside of the movie was mm -hmm. her name being Star. Star with two R's. S-T-A-R-R. -R. Mm -hmm. The son. Seven. Name is Seven. Mm -hmm. And the younger son, his name. Sakina. Yes. Yeah. Which yep. And... Like and all of their names meant something. Yeah, yeah. And like, so Nate didn't say it at first. You found out earlier, but they yeah. played it right. I like the writing. Yeah. Because King was like, "Why y'all mama and them name that boy seven anyway?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So they kind of kept hitting at it. And yeah. at the end of the movie, they were like, "I named you Star for the light." Yep. I named you Seven for perfection. Yep. Supreme mathematics. Facts. If you, if you know, you know what if I'm saying. If you're familiar, I named you. Sakina for, for joy. joy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is inherently we have a issue with names. Mm. And we name mm. somebody like I'm trying to name my such and such. My name, I want some a quote unquote regular name mm -hmm. because I don't want them to be discriminated against. Whatever. Because yeah. when you hear name, you associate that with being let's be real. The reason that you got a a a a, a problem with the name. LaQuisha yeah. or Shaquita yep. or whatever, or Shaniqua. That's the that's the yeah. go-to quote unquote ghetto black girl name, right? Facts. Shaniqua. It's because that signifies that they black. Uh-huh. Like her name is a name. Yeah. But when you hear that, you think of a black person from a particular neighborhood and you assign a, a characteristic of personal attributes to a name. So it's funny you said that. Um Shaniqua, no such thing as a ghetto name. Shaniqua signifying that they're black. So three of my cousins, uh, I have one uncle on my mom's side, my uncle Skip, and he had three children. Well, really had four, but we ain't going to get into that. But uh, he had three children, and these are my three cousins. Each of them have African names. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Kari Cambone, Kafi Dejanaba, 
and Kalani Kanye. These are their first and middle names. Great examples. All of their names have meaning. Mm -hmm. I won't go into the meaning. I won't go into why each of them got the name that he selected. But all of their names have meaning. In different languages. In different languages. And he said to me when I was a kid asking, you know, little Rugrat three-year-old, why are their names so long? Why are their names not, I'm Anthony, this is Karen, this is Kim, this is, why are their names not quote-unquote regular? Me as a little kid, my uncle said, because I want them to know that they black. So Shaniqua signifying you're black, the only reason it's a problem is because somebody told you. Because if you put pride behind your black ass name. Man, also like, listen, so power. people who be making up these names, uh -huh. the Luz and the Tug, yeah, whatever, yep, whatever, as yep. long as y'all... Long as it actually is like follows like letter and yeah. structure and shit like that, right? <laughs> I know y'all be making up wild names and shit, right? Facts. But are they really wild? Yeah. Like they only wild because we know that we, means they're black. Yeah. Like we, I'm guilty of this yeah. shit. We we all guilty of oh that yeah. ghetto ass. Name. It ain't a such thing though in Man. real life. It's not a such thing as a ghetto name, nigga. Names is names. So it's all like, names was created. Like you got a problem pronouncing black people first names, yeah. and I got a problem pronouncing y'all last names, Miskilovich, yep. or mm. some 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 ski, but or whatever. It, so that was it's my uncle's point right there. Take pride in. I'm giving my three children African names because I want them to take pride in their African heritage. We so because them Russians ain't taking. And guess what? If the culture of Detroit mm -hmm. is to name every girl Tiffany. Then that's our culture. Yep. It ain't wrong that all the girls in, in the city middle name is Tiffany or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing inherently wrong about that. Yeah. That doesn't say anything about you as a person, about your character. And I get it one hundred percent. You want to yeah. set up your child up for failure. I mean, you don't want them I don't want them to be taken out of a this yeah. and out of that. Cool. But hey, guess what? I work in recruiting. I know that a lot of people are bypassed by the name on the fucking resume. But guess, but guess what? what? When it's so many un Unorthodox names, yeah. you ain't gonna have a fucking choice. Yeah. But as yep. long as you keep trying to play this fucking game where I just want them to, I wanna pass these people off as white until they finally get here. Mm. You wanna give them this safe fucking name mm. until they get there. I understand it, but I think we ultimately. She finds it, by the way. She finds uh, it. Our bad. <laughs> Y'all uh, can't see what we see. Ultimately, in the long run, we're doing more damage than we're doing good. I no, know we're trying, we trying to do thinking that we're doing this, but it's not. And I don't speak whatever language them shit is from, right? Yeah. That shit means something. Yeah. It means light. Yeah. So if I just name my child light, you're going to yep. be like, why his name so white? Why you name that boy why light? You name him light. All right, if I name him yeah. the, the the Swahili version, yep. that cause it sound better now, yeah. it's okay. No, yeah. the nigga named Light. Yep. The nigga named King. Yep. The nigga named whatever it is. Yeah. No, it's um it's pride I'm sorry in your for name. saying nigga so much. No, nah, and that's hey, we we be trying to stop. Hey, real quick on that note, yo, cause I didn't heard this from a few close friends and some family. We be trying not to say nigga and hoe and bitch. It's a part of our culture. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, and that, I'm yo, trying to stop. Yo, it takes a man to admit it, man. The first step is admitting it. So we be trying. We do really try to give y'all a conscious effort uh, to not go all the way in on the niggas and the hoes and the bitches. Um, we don't mean no disrespect to our culture. We don't mean no disrespect to women or black men. Um, so that being said, man, y'all niggas be cool. Yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> no, it's power in a name, dog. Facts. It's power in a name. And it. I found that part, that part really struck me again because I had that conversation with my uncle. And my uncle was a well-read 
kind of he was like a, a a tortured genius, man. Like he he had so many demons, so many things going on with him, but it was purpose in everything he did. And it's power in your name, dog. Take pride in it. It's just funny to me that I see a lot of people out here who put a lot of pressure on different athletes and actors to act a certain way, to be mm-hmm. down for the cause, putting pressure on Michael Jackson, John Jordan, or whoever the whoever it is, putting all this pressure on certain people. And then when you have an opportunity to do something for your people, I'm gonna go pick this safe name. You name it because them. I want I want my I want because people you gonna look out for your interests of your child and your interests of yourself, but you don't want you don't care about anybody else looking out for themselves. But when yeah. it comes to you, when you name your child, I want to pick this safe name. So when we look at a resume, I want to pick out John Smith. Yo, and you know we gotta. It's a lot of trendy names for for young black kids now you Caleb's and and Blake and all these like give sort me some of, Beyonce and yo here's my thing yo if you naming him why did you name him Caleb tell me that tell me that give me the purpose behind that because if you have a legit reason like I am a junior my dad is senior our name Anthony is actually the given name to my granddad's youngest brother who he raised so he named us after him oh. there's purpose in that. So technically, your daddy is a second, and you a third. No, because our middle names are different. Ah, our middle names are different. Gotcha. Um, but the name Anthony in general comes gotcha, from my gotcha. uncle Anthony. Uh, so that's that's that. And it's funny because my and you can do that wrong, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can absolutely <laughs> the, kill that. One of the homies they did do that shit wrong. They named they <laughs> they named their son the second. I'm like, but he not a second. He a junior. Yeah, but. But, but but I wanted to be but he not a second he, he a, a second. junior yeah second is reserved for it's the same name yeah. but not father son yeah like if you if you named your son after your grandfather mm-hmm. then he is he would be the second the second yeah anyway um you know women can be juniors yes I don't like that but one I, of my cousin's wives is a junior shout out to her that's my dog I like it I don't like it because I thought it was very, weird I thought it was sexist <laughs> mm. like why can't women be junior like yeah. what what does what exactly about that, like, why yeah. come women ain't juniors? Because mm-hmm. women, they typically get their grandmother's name as their middle name or some mm-hmm. shit. It's mm-hmm. different. I'm like, so why can't a woman be a junior? Yeah. Like, is that some man shit? And yeah. why is it only man shit? Yeah. No, my uh, my cousin's wife is a junior. I ain't find that out till like way later in their life, and um, it threw me off. But that's when I learned that women uh, could also hold that moniker. So I came across one last week, by the way. Hmm. Working in banking, I look yeah. at a lot of different IDs true, and shit. True, true. And I did a double take. Like, wait a minute, is seen this that, a, seen that junior on I seen, there? I seen a girl picture and then check junior. that Adam's apple. <laughs> yeah, the Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, man, back to the film. So uh, Star and her siblings they are named purposefully, um, but again, she is in this school and she is not being fully herself because um, she's still she's still being her. She's just being her which is safe for the white people. Put a white voice on. She put her white voice on. She doesn't, again, she don't curse. She don't dance. She don't, none of that. She don't use no slang. She over there being perfect. She's being the perfect black. I hate to to, to go off again. When I say white voice, and they be like, what's a white voice and what's a black voice? You know what the fuck a white voice is. Like culturally. Yeah. Like I can talk however however I want to talk. Yeah. Right. I know the correct English Facts. And everything like that. Facts. But like culturally, we talk in different languages. This is a fact. Like you talk in a different language around your family. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of different mm-hmm. subsects. So when people say talk white and talk black, 
culturally, we do speak differently. That is a fact. And because a word, because I say something differently, yeah. don't mean I'm wrong yeah. in it. No. Because communicating, it's all communication. So, and here's uh, sort of an addition to your point. I'm also from down south originally. I use a ton of words that are not, these are from Alabama. They not from nowhere else but fucking Bible Belt area. And that was stuff that when we moved up here, I had to learn how to pinch and hold on to and maybe don't let that out in front of this group and this subset. Ain't got no. Yeah. I understand that's not quote unquote correct English. Finna. But I ain't got no. Finna. I'm finna say what the fuck I feel like saying. Yeah. Y'all niggas is never going to tell me different. So I understand all that to say, like, to this point, all the way from their dad breaking down how to interact with the police. Because my dad also gave me that lesson when I was a little kid. From prison, by the way. Um, to their names. To star having to behave certain ways in certain areas. I'm so related to this movie right now. Like I'm, I'm engulfed. She had to let the the one dude jumped in front of her in line. Yeah, and she couldn't say nothing because I ain't gonna be nothing. the angry black girl. Damn. I grew up. So I went to school in Detroit. Uh, you know, K through middle. Then I switched over and went to, uh, fucking Oak Park for high school. But, uh, yet and still, I practiced martial arts for almost twenty years. I was in a lot of situations where I could not be Aunt Wood from the crib. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't be eight mile of Myers and I couldn't be seven mile of Myers and I couldn't be six mile of Myers and I couldn't be none of them. I had to be Anthony. And being Anthony in front of a so I used to teach karate at a elementary school in Troy. The majority of my students were first generation American Koreans. Mm. Talking to their parents there were things that I had to learn culturally were not my motherfucking business. Like, yo, if your son fucked up and you came over there and bopped that nigga in the back of the head and showed him, this is how you do this and da-da-da, because you trained in that shit for your whole life and your daddy used to bop you in the back of the head over in Seoul, Korea, I'm not going to say shit because I'm not going to be the one that you can bop him in the back of the head and still be the rich Korean doctor and never get judged. Yeah. But I could step over there and try to, hey, hey, don't, you know, da da da. And now we arguing and I'm the nigger. I'm like, hey, that's going to get your ass karate chopped in the fucking throat. Yeah. I will say, listen, you discipline your child however you want to discipline your, your child. Yeah. But from between 4.30 and 6 inside this building, yeah. ain't going to be no hitting unless I'm hitting. Hey, funny part is, I actually, I used to think that. And then I was like, wait, but when I see like, a black mom grab her kid up in the stove and get that nigga a bop on the back of the hand or some shit. I don't say a goddamn thing. So you know what? I'm going to keep it black and I'm going to let you niggas do what y'all <laughs> do, man. But uh, no, it's it's funny because Star is such a, she's so relatable, dog. Because what we do at work every day, that we, shit happen at work, we don't snap immediately. Like, we don't do what we would normally do if we were in a quote unquote black setting. If we was around the homies, a if we was in the hood, setting. a comfortable setting. Because I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not comfortable at work. Yeah. Unless and I'm with my black coworkers. Yeah. And Luckily, I, I work around all black women. Even my leaders, all yeah. of the black women. So I don't have, I have two black people that work in my office. I think I could be wrong on that number, but I think it's only two. Both uh no, three. Three uh black women work in the same office, at least here in Southfield. Um and of the three of them, 
only one of them am I even comfortable with being my normal everyday. Like she knows me. I yeah. can say that well. That one knows me. Uh, but the other two, I don't know them well enough that I would, if I said the word nigga, I wouldn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like feel like, oh shit, they might fuck around and tell on me. I don't shit. I don't know. And that's the the sort of uh, gripe that Star is dealing with on a day to day. She's in high school and she's grown up in this, you know, hey, my dad is over here teaching me fucking Black Panther principles. But when I go to school for seven, eight hours a day, I am in my politically correct bag. Um, I'm, I'm doing and saying everything politically correct and I'm having to hold back and internalize who I am. And I don't think I want to do that no more. I'm I, damn I, sure tired of it. I think I'm going to always be professional um, because, I mean, there's certain things you can't say because mm-hmm. you want to, like, keep working here. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? But I don't think I need to... I don't think it's right for me to have to sacrifice who I am. To If I can do this job being myself... And still yeah. represent the company because I mean you work for a company. There's certain yeah. ways that the company needs to do things. You know That's what I'm saying? Fact. But like I'm tired of like growing up. I always felt, and I ain't realized this till later in life. Like, shackled. Like I'm going out my way to make sure all <laughs> white folks know that I'm a nice guy. Or let me hold the mm. door because you already you already think that black folks do this. You think black mm. folks do that, and I'm going out my way. I'm being nicer to y'all. Yeah. Man, I don't got time to take. I don't got time to do all that shit. I'm a nice gentleman in per, yeah. in, in, in 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 general. In general. In general. But like, I'm tired of going extra and beyond, and I shouldn't have to, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make you feel comfortable. So again, you know how you you walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. and you know you gotta count. You gotta shorten your stride because you about to walk up on an mm-hmm. old white lady or some shit who gonna think that you trying she gonna grip that purse up I shouldn't have to that. adjust yeah. my life to make you more comfortable and, it's and funny that's what Star was doing because to that point man African Americans were brought over here right Africans were brought over here yeah. right and we a lot of us most of us we stayed here and we you know created this subculture of African Americans and we're to this day trying to make them comfortable, but this country has never given a fuck about making us comfortable. Thanks. And that's the that's where my issue lies with all of this. And it's not again, it's funny because you're watching Star do it at sixteen. At sixteen, and you're like, I'm damn near at least in my mind, not in the theater, but I'm yelling at the screen in my mind, like, dog, quit being like that, man. That nigga cut in front of you in the lunch line, dog, cuss his ass. But I don't do that. Because we're most of us don't do that. We're trained not to do that. And the minute somebody does, they typically fired if they have work. They typically sent to detention if they have school. Yeah. They might get suspended. It, it's we're we're so that's why typically when we do snap on and sorry any white listeners, uh, we love y'all. But don't make them feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying we love y'all for listening. Yeah. But this is a fact. When we snap on white folks, like when we finally do hit that fucking boiling like point and we just go off, it's because we've been holding this in for so long. We've been holding it in since school, since f- sports, since fucking work. Like we've been holding this shit, and then it's always that one point where you snap and you go the fuck off, and they think you done went mad hard. What's up with you, man? No, nigga, because I got a lifetime of trying to make you comfortable, and in this one moment, I finally stopped giving a fuck. 
And that's what Star is avoiding. So when she does kind of have her moment at the end of the film, which we'll get to, that was her releasing. Like, yo, I'm finally free. So she hooks up with her um, homegirl. Slash. Kind of half sister. Half half sister. And they move. They go to a party. Yep. And she kind of explained, like, look, I can't be myself at the white school. Yeah. Because I'm going to be too hood. And then when yeah. I'm around my yep. my other folks, like when I can't be to yeah. school. Yeah. And it's wild. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to be white when I'm around y'all. And she's just a kid living her life. She like Jordans. She yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? And old girl making it like, why you ain't dressing like. Yeah. Why you ain't dressing she like, like this? Wow. You really wore them J's up here? Like. <laughs> Cold ass threes though. Yeah, them threes. Was, her <laughs> and her uh, her white dude was crispy. They yeah. came to school crispy in their unis. Had dog. the motherfucking space jams on. Yeah, man, I wasn't mad at Star uh, still coming through the party. Yet. But her, so this the girl that Star went to the party with is Seven's sister. Yeah. So um, they up there and they hanging and her Seven's sister sees a girl that she don't like. And she ready to scrap with her. She like, oh, there go that bitch. That bitch was talking shit. And she like, Star, nigga, you ready to beat her ass? And Star like, wait a minute. I don't do all that. That ain't why I'm here. Like, she really told her to come to the party specifically for To that. jump old girl. And Star wasn't with it, dog. Star was like, yo, I'm going to let you do your own thing. And they run into some other friends. And the other girl was immediately down. And she looked at Star like, wait, you ain't down? And Star like, yo, that ain't why I'm here. But I love y'all, though. Again, in this case... You not making them come. You not making the blacks comfortable by being what they want you to be. You telling them no. This is who I am. Uh, we need to do more of that with the white folk. But uh, so Starlet, you know, girl and her friends go do what they do and go talk their shit. Meanwhile, she's standing there in the party and she runs into Khalil. What's his name? Uh, is it Al something? Al, hold on. Because uh, Khalil played Ralph Tresvan in the new edition movie. Algie yeah. Smith. Algie Smith. Algie Smith. Um, who like this nigga looks either young or old in everything he plays. Like I can't tell how old this nigga really is. But uh, shout to Algie Smith, man. He um he plays Khalil in the movie, and he comes in the party. Now Khalil is the you know they made him very likable. He's a likable, so he's the handsome, likable, dope boy in the movie. But him and Star have a special relationship because they grew up together since they was babies. So same well before he was a dope boy. Washed up in the same yeah, tub. Yeah, we was taking baths together at his grandma crib. Like, we know each other, know each other. This is one of my best friends. Um, so well before he was a dope boy, he was... And that's the thing about, yo, dog, all these black, quote-unquote, menaces and gang members and drug dealers and killers and all these niggas. That well before they was any of that, they was a little kid, fam. They was indoctrinated into whatever they doing. Nigga, y'all taught them to do whatever they did. They learned that. They didn't come on, man. They had the opportunity to learn so much other shit, and somebody taught them that. Whether it was us, because we teach a lot of our kids that shit. I'm going to definitely take some fucking uh, onus on that. Like, we blacks teach a lot of black people fucked up shit. But a lot of the fucked up shit that black people learn, we learn from white people. So I need y'all to recognize that. But anyway, well before Khalil was Khalil the dope boy, he was Khalil Star's best friend since they was babies. So they see each other. It's been a while. Um, she asking him, yo, how your grandma doing? He like, my grandma got cancer, but you know, we doing all right, man. And Star kind of got on him about selling. She like, hey, nigga, you. Yeah, because she stepped on the nigga's shoes. Yeah. She stepped on the Balenciagas. And he had on the Balenciagas. You know, and, you know that's I a little when, upgrade from the Jays. I wonder when they shot this movie. 
Shit had to be about last year. If they eh, year because and a half like, ago, two years when the Balenciagas was two hitting, years ago, those ones them specifically, specific Balenciagas. Yeah, everybody right. had to. Yeah, about nah, two years. I ago. definitely had the fucking Red Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't even liked them. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. So That's she stepped on the nigga's shoe and shit, right? Yeah, and then she bent down and cleaned them bitches because she a sneakerhead. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. And man. she told that nigga, yo, don't. She tell him like, don't rub that in. Like yeah. here, you. She trying to wipe the little smudge off and shit. And that nigga, Khalil, don't give a fuck, man. Khalil, like I got bread out here. Like I'm like you looking nice. He, yeah, we we getting money, nigga. So she stood up and told him like, oh, I, I, I see them ain't no Jordans, nigga. I see them Balenciagas on your feet. Yeah. And uh, you know, Khalil kind of gave her that look. You know, the humble black. Yo, black men do not know how to take a compliment ever, nigga. All, nigga. We be so <laughs> you crazy. Hey, then you know they doing all the extra shit, and yeah. then you know all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom! Man, that fight broke out, and once that fight broke out, you know from the second you hear the fight, some gunshots is coming, nigga, and somebody starts shooting up the party, so everybody dips, cause black people gonna run when the guns get out, nigga. We out, we running if we don't hear the guns, nigga. When you run, I run. Cedric Ben told y'all. So. Like soon as I see uh, it getting real niggerish over in that yeah. corner, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm getting the fuck on. Getting the fuck on. Yo, I literally, I look around for my squad, make sure everybody... Listen, when the when the shooting happened at Heart Plaza and yeah. the fireworks yep. shit, yep. me and the whole crew yeah. that we hang out with, that hang out with now was yeah. there, right there, yeah. and we seen some shit was getting real niggerish. I was mm-hmm. like, hey fam, let's go over here. Yep. And as soon as we got on the other side of the little police barricade, yep. pop, 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 pop. Yep. Unfortunately, one of my homeboys ended up getting shot, him and his girlfriend and shit. Mm. They still made it and yeah, everything, yeah. but like, it was God real bless. fucked up. But when you see that, yo, Spidey, real talk, Spidey sense goes off. Black people's Spidey senses are some of the most amazing because we know, and a lot of niggas know and don't run. They want to see the shit. I, and I used to be that guy. I want to see the the fight and the little, you know, the controversy. I want to be over there for the conflict. But now I'm at that age. What it is in real life, dog. You can feel that negative energy. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't natural. It facts. So when that energy hits you and you feel it, because yeah. it's not natural to you, yeah. Unless that becomes your natural habitat. Yeah. And for me, I'm a you know me. I'm a spread love guy. I'm you know mad positive energy, good vibes only. So when I'm in a event or a venue and I feel that energy coming my way, we're gonna go ahead and slide. You know what I'm saying? We either gonna get the fuck out in general. Or we're just going to get away from whatever that energy is and we're going to go over here. But uh, So the niggas start fighting and then the fighting turn to busting and then everybody dips. So Khalil and Star dip and Khalil had the old school out front. He like, yo, he ran up on the old school. Yo, let me tell you about Khalil though, how much of a real nigga he is. Not only are they running from the fight to the old school, Khalil opened the door for Star still because you still my fucking queen, baby. Black queen, I'm going to treat you like that. And he opened the door for her, man, and they hop in the whip and they go ahead and slide. Now, Khalil throws on some Tupac for her while they in the whip. And while they riding... He breaking down thug life. She like, her, why you listen to this old music? Yeah, and he like, man, Pac always gonna be relevant. Hey, look, nigga, all that smiling and dimples and shit, yeah. nigga, cut that shit off with like, nigga. Yeah, Pac always gonna be relevant. Facts. You know what he Facts. said? Thug. He broke down what thug life means. So the movie, the name of the movie, The Hate You Give, comes from Thug Life. The Hate You Give. Little infants fucks, fucks everybody, everybody, nigga. And, which is probably the what the name of the movie should have been. Thug life, yeah, thug life. But they, I don't, you know, 
and I ain't mad at it because, eh, again, make motherfuckers comfortable. This was the safer name. Uh, but it was funny. If you see the the uh, ad for the film, notice the lettering. Thug is still spelled out yeah. from the hate you give. And it's funny. If you type in the word thug, the hate you give will come up. Um, the film and Thug Life. But uh, anyway, so he planned that, you know, only God could judge me. And he broke down the hate you give. Uh, little infants fucks everybody. And he's explaining to Star not only the importance of, you know, Pac in general and why his music is still relevant, but he's explaining the importance of what Tupac was saying. His messages throughout every song he ever wrote, man. And he was just giving her some game because Star was still, you know, Star still got to go be White Star over at the school. Yeah. So she might miss some of these, because you can bet her dad taught her a lot of shit. You could tell by the type of nigga her dad was in the movie. But Khalil was still giving her some game. Like, yo, it's still some shit you don't know. If you don't respect Pac, fam, how, yeah, how could you not? Yeah, man. How Pac, could you not? Pac was for the people, dog. So, so look, what is 2018, right? Yeah. These kids born in 2002. Yeah. And this dude up here explaining how much pop Breaking means it down. to him. Breaking it down, dog. So they uh he pulled over for a minute, um, so he could rap with her. And, you know, they kicked in and they start getting into their romance bag just a little bit, dog. He kick him out the old school. Hey man, we got the old school. We ain't here. Niggas been at the party. I ain't seen you in a minute. She looking good. I'll be honest, dog. I didn't know where this shit was going. I was very concerned. I didn't know. How the police was gonna be called? Yeah, and why it was gonna be such a struggle during the movie? Uh, agreed. So they pulled over, they talked, they kissed, but well, then they, she well they pulled over, right? Yeah, we gotta explain this part. So they pulled over, and she like, "What's up? Why are you pulling over?" Yeah, You're like I just want to look at you in your face and talk. While to I talk you. to you, yeah, I'm thinking like, which I respect. Yeah, like, Khalil like, ahead of his time, but you know some game when you see some game. Yeah, I'm definitely running game. Yeah. He's like, is that is something wrong with that? Yeah, and she like. Not inherently. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. check it. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. No, I, Two dollar word. Inherently love it, man. And I love that scene particularly because I've literally said them exact words. Like, I ain't pull over, but, like, sometimes I might not pull off because I want to look at you while I talk to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I want to look you in your eye, but that ain't nothing but a nigga running some game. And she was kind of uncomfortable because she ain't really know. Because they ain't rocked in a while. Like, yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen you. And they only been friends. For the most part, besides yeah. the kids they had, I guess when they was children. when they was kids, yeah. Because uh, she said he was her first kiss when they yeah. was ten. So they start to kicking and, and, and bonding and whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they was they used to play Harry Potter together. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow they got to the point where like, oh, so when we kissed in the basement, I yeah. was kissing Harry Potter. Yeah. And then he hit it with the smooth old, who am I kissing now? Yeah, no, he definitely threw that in there <laughs> like a G man. Shout out to that nigga Khalil, dog, and uh. And so, you know, so uh, they kissed, and then she like... Uh, I got a boyfriend. And then he like, yeah, I heard. Yeah. I felt bad and for the nigga and shit. Like, I felt bad, but yeah. I like that he ain't hit her with the surprise. Like, oh, word. Like, he like, yeah, I knew. Yeah. I was I was testing that. But listen, dog. She got a white boyfriend at her school, by the way. That's important. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the white boyfriend... Tried to smash my nigga Chris. Yeah, she was kind of <laughs> mad at Chris because he tried to. He came on a little too strong. He came on with the condom. Chris whipped out the fucking rubby <laughs> on her, and uh, you know she wasn't ready for all that. And she like, you know, if we gonna go there, it's gonna happen naturally. Yeah. Don't don't press me that direction. So dog. Khalil, like, you know, what I'm saying, uh, perfect timing. He was Khalil. like, basically, like, look, I already know what time it is and shit. Yeah. I was kind of hurt by that, but yeah, we've been together our whole life. 
We got we. He literally says we got plenty. We got time. We got time. We got time. I'm like nigga, that's a movie scene. Dog, they didn't already said it. Nigga and scream told y'all, dog. Like, Stop he, saying I'll be back. Stop saying we got time. Any of that shit that's insinuating that you have more time than you actually know you had. You can't confirm that. What's really fucked up about this, and now that that's how they pull in your emotions and heartstrings. Yeah. Like, I dropped some tears during this movie. Mm-hmm. Like on some, I can see myself in this situation. In this, yep. Um, I've been at rallies. Yep. I've been doing this. Like yep. it just hurt. It's yep. it, it hurt so much. Yeah. Like it literally hurt so no, much. No, when I say literally, we have been every single character in this movie. Every male, female, everybody. We have been every single character in this movie that is black. Every one of them. And like, uh, he was just a very likable person. Yeah. Movie. And they did yeah. that specifically. So when they get pulled over, you know. Oh, and by the way, another because uh, just because we forgot to mention, he sells drugs for the King Lords. Yeah. Uh, so my nigga King, played by Anthony Mackie, is and she asked him by. He was like, "Hey, look, Grandma got fired from yeah. her job as a nurse or some yep. shit because she got cancer. Cause she's sick. Uh, you know, Mama a crackhead. Yeah. She ain't got no jet. Like nigga, yeah. I'm selling drugs." It's bills to be paid. Clearly, I got these Balenciagas on, Man. but like I got to take care of the family. And my grandma also got chemo, and yeah. she just started with no so, insurance. So it's bills to be paid. Um, so after the kiss and the whole, I got a boyfriend. He was like, "Yo, you know what? It's cool. We got time. Let's dip. Start the whip back up. Dips out the now. Pac, I forget what song he put on. Um, but when he dipped, when they slid, yeah, I forget the song too. But when they slid, and I I literally saw it, and I was like, I hope that ain't what they pulled him up for, but it was. So when he started the car up and then peeled out, he didn't put his uh, signal on to change lanes. And he crossed two lanes, leaving from in front of the curb where they was parked, to the turn lane. So when he hit that corner, whoop, whoop, you know what I'm saying? The cops hit the siren. Whoop, whoop, and, the uh, of police. Man, so they he pulled over, and he had his hands on the steering wheel. But Star, thinking back to when she was a little kid, threw her hands up on the dash. And she like, Khalil, put your hands on the dash. She like, man, they cool right here. She like, nigga, put your hands on the dash. So this is the difference. Because Khalil is perfect. He's 100% right. Yeah. He's not doing anything wrong. No, not at all. But this is the difference between having a father in your home mm-hmm. and having being trained mm-hmm. and having that protection. Because yeah. Khalil was like, look, fam, I still got trust in the police, unfortunately. Yeah. It's like and he like I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't like, doing nothing. No, before that she looked. He act like did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like she like I don't know. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Because to this point he don't even know why they pulled him up. Yeah, he like there's something wrong. Yeah, he's like I don't know. Yeah. He's like man, look, I'm I'm good. We cool. I ain't did man. shit. I got my papers. Yeah, it ain't like we riding dirty. Like this ain't no stolen whip, none of that. So uh, he finally put he finally shit. put his hands up on the dash, and then the cop comes up, and he comes up, yo, license registration, go through their normal shit. Khalil, like, you know, what did I do? Why you pull me over? He like, can I see your license and registration? He like, dog, why did you pull me over? So the cop says you failed to signal when you changed lanes, which he did. I now turn the music down. Yeah, and he like trying to dog. Why I gotta turn my music down? I can hear you. This is Khalil arguing with the cop. Yo, I can hear Khalil's not wrong in anything he's doing. By the way. Because I can hear you. I don't need to turn. Again, a lot of us, when we get pulled over, turn our music down, trying to make the cop comfortable. We know it. That's not because, a law. Because yeah. rap music equals you're a thug. Yeah. It's a radio in your car. 
you ain't put it there. It came with the car. You're, it's not illegal to have your radio on when you get pulled over. That's just Plus, we fact. need to concentrate. You know, black people yeah. concentrate with yeah. the music down. Facts. <laughs> oh. We got to concentrate because our life depends on Any, it yeah, at this, this particular point. Um, but Khalil's like, yo, I can hear you. I don't need to turn my radio down. So the cop's like, all right, get out the car then. You don't want to turn your radio. He like, fam. am I getting out the car because my I turned my, my blinker on? Or yeah. I didn't because I wouldn't turn my fucking yeah, radio. Yeah. He down? like, what am I now? What's the issue, nigga? Because if it's because I ain't turned my radio down, when well, you have already pulled me over, and you pulled me over for failing the signal, which ain't arrestable, nigga. So who is escalating this situation? The cop as usual, and or both. Like I don't. I mean, well, I'm uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the cop started the escalation. Because escalation is we're just going up. The cop came to the car going up. He he came up aggressively, yo, lights registration. Oh, what did I do, officer? Which is a common question. It's like, fam, like the, this officer could have been like, hey, how you doing? Anything. I noticed that you didn't uh, yeah. change, your, change your lanes. Do you have your license you registration your license on you? It's a way to do that. I'm talking about. Instantly, everybody is cool. But again, black people born in this country have PTSD. There are certain things that happen to us that we will naturally tighten up on. Uh, we will get defensive yeah. on. So if you come up to me aggressively as the police who I naturally don't trust by nature of my skin. And guess what? White folks in this country yeah. have been programmed to think that black people are violent. Yeah. Black people... Um, can it's, can accept more pain. They got studies like black people have feel less empathy yeah. and we we take more pain and struggle and all yeah. other bullshit. But like you think that we are inherently violent. Yeah. So you approach us as such. Yeah. I um I think that when the you, officer came up with a negative tone, Khalil followed that tone and unfortunately in these situations we are not in the position of power so even though we're following the tone that you set as the the authority figure in this uh, situation now we are the aggressor black folks you feel me you got what you do got to recognize man is why you out in that field with that officer everything that the officer does incorrectly yeah. you are 100 percent okay in your mind about pointing that shit out but in the field is not where you actually have that fight you have facts. that fight in court facts you gotta facts. make it to court in order to have that fight so when they when they made yeah. you get out the car and they didn't have a reason to anything yeah. they would have searched on you and found yep. Yep. that get thrown out yep because you gotta make you it to have been court. in that situation what we fail to realize is that because they're doing something illegal your argument in the field does not stop that yeah a judge has to say or a prosecutor has to say what he did was illegal. Yeah. You arguing in the field means nothing. Because despite the fact that we don't always uh, seem like we're doing well in court, you're still promised your day in court. You just have to make it to court. Thanks. And in the case where you know I did nothing wrong here, let it play out. Let it play out. Don't be – this is one case where you don't need to follow their lead. You don't need to be as aggressive or more aggressive just because they came up aggressive. Let them do what they're doing. Listen, man. And get to court and try to fight it, bro. I know it don't always work out in our favor, but don't die about it, man. So you how you mentioned that uh, we've all been in this position. We've mm -hmm. always been every person. So I had a run-in with the police officers uh, right up the street, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, on this on Lincoln or well, Southfield in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, 
I want my nephews. Okay. You know what I'm saying? My brother was away still, so I want my nephew. It's his, he just turned 18 the day before. Okay. And I have his, uh, his younger brother. He's what well, I think he was like, been like 12 or 13 at the time. And a white police officer, I'm taking my brother's stuff out of storage. I had his shit in storage. I'm preparing him for him to come home. I'm yeah. taking his shit in storage. So I got my pickup truck and I got a bunch of shit in the back because I just took all this shit out of storage. Okay. I'm riding down Southfield Road, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm approaching this shell station. And I look and I, in my rear view and I see a police officer. Yeah. Off rip. I know he about to pull us over. Yep. It's stop and go. It's it's three three forty five, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. On Southfield Road. Ain't no speeding going on. At it's all. traffic. At all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's rush hour traffic. Yeah. I get over in the and because I'm like, I know we I'm, I know we about to get pulled over because you see three black people with a bunch of stuff in a pickup truck. You mm-hmm. automatically think we stealing. Yeah. Like Facts. I already know. So guess what happens? He throw the fucking party lights on. Yep. Now I got a 18-year-old. He's still a kid, mm-hmm. and I have like a twelve year old in the back. Now, how I usually interact with the police is, I don't talk to them. Yeah, that is another way uh, to stay safe, black folk. Don't say shit. Um, I don't answer questions. Don't incriminate yourself. I give my license information, and yep. my more normal response is, I don't answer questions. However, because I got kids inside of the car with me who has never had any kind of interaction with the police, mm-hmm. I gotta adjust my style because I need to mirror. But I want you to do. Okay. Y'all need to make it home. Yeah. He come out, you know, asking his questions or whatever. And then it's my my dad's truck. He run the place. He like, uh, your license plate came back empty. I'm like, what mm. does that mean? Because I don't know what that means. Like the the plates is telling like we didn't it, it didn't some came back empty. I'm like, empty. Well, I don't I'm like, like that term. <laughs> I don't like I'm that like, term. Like I don't understand what that means. And then he started focusing on my nephew. Like, uh, what's his name? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Give me your ID. Like he said, it's your driver's license. Like he don't have a driver's license. Yeah. Like he just turned eighteen yesterday. Yeah. He don't have. He still don't got a driver's license. By the way, uh, he don't like he don't like uh, it's July, so yeah. he's out of school. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like he don't have a school ID on him. Like he don't have. They, they like, well, you sure you ain't been? You say you sure you haven't you haven't been arrested before? So now the attention is over on my nephew, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not about to. And you know your nephew ain't did a damn thing. Not a no. goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? So we go, mm. and it's a young white cop. Yeah, I'm talking about he. He got he definitely younger than myself. Yeah, looking nervous and shit, all yeah. sweaty and them, shit the, like them that. Them jittery young ones, boy. Them rooks. So I'm, oh, at, man. I'm, I'm answering questions that I normally don't have, but I'm thinking like, look, the nigga look. And so another lady cop pull up, and they yeah. they they been too much pressure. I'm like, look, stop talking to him. I'm like, listen, stop talking. What you need to find out. Yeah. You need to run this, you know what I'm saying? You want to talk, you know what I'm saying? Long story short, they end up letting us go. Yeah. This 30 to 45 minute ordeal. So yeah. now I got to have a conversation with my nephew like, "Listen, man. You 18 now." Yeah. I know that you a kid. You a threat to these But you a, man. you see how they treated you? Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You they, they was on you. Like you sure you ain't never been arrested? No, he yeah. fu- Yes, he fucking sure he ain't never been arrested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to have the talk with them and be like, "Listen, what, all you got to do at the end of the day is yeah. make it home. And I explained to him, like, look, I'm answering questions that I don't need to answer because I want to make sure that you and your son, I mean, you and your little brother get back to my father's house. Yeah. Because this whole inner, I'm okay. If y'all, the police want to do whatever the fuck they want to do to me. That shit can scar a young man at his age, though. I remember being, um, I remember being 18, home from school, and uh, I was downtown. 
And we went out. It was in the winter, probably like Christmas break. We went out, and whatever club we were going to was new. So I didn't know exactly where it was. And I've been up in East Lansing, so I ain't familiar with the club at all. Um, So I'm going the way that I think to get over here. And then I get to this street, and it says it's a one-way. So I turn down that way. I literally get to the opposite corner of the corner that I turned on, and it says one way in the opposite direction that I turned. So we have two opposing signs at each end of the street. I notice them as I'm driving because I am a very, even though my license has been suspended and just absurd amount of times, I am a really good driver, nigga. Don't let the police tell you different. So a cop pulls up. They pull me over. And she literally, it's a, a lady cop. She walks up to the window. I have people in the car with me. She goes, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, straight up and down, my assumption is that you pulled me over because I turned down a one-way. But the problem is the sign on that corner says the one-way is going this way. So I was like, one of these arrows is wrong, and I just turned following the first one I saw. I literally said that. And she goes, no, you were driving down a one-way. And I was like, did you hear what I just said? Like, it's opposing signs. So I'm trying to get her to turn around and look at the other corner <laughs> to see that that arrow is pointing in the direction I was driving and the one we're stopped in front of is pointing the opposite way. Hey, look, fam, this is a big-ass circle. It's a loop, okay? Fam, like, one saying this yeah. way, one saying that way. And that's what you want me to do. Yo, I seen one nigga. It's like Goodfellas, nigga. One going that way, one going this way. What do you want from me, nigga? So I'm telling her that, and she's getting aggressive. Uh, female police officers are typically more aggressive than uh, male counterparts. That's a fact. I studied criminology, so don't add me. Um, so she's kind of getting hot because I'm trying to tell I'm a very prideful nigga when I'm right and I'm right in this situation. I'm trying to keep her from wasting time. So I say, yo, I'll walk back down there with you and I'll point in the direction of the sign that I saw. As I say, I'll walk with you and I'll point that way. She pulled her strap. I have people in the car with me, girls, my nigga. She pulled her strap and she says, do not get out the car. And I was like, yo, I'm not even touching the fucking door. I pointed out the window, like my bad. She goes, put your arm back in the car. I'm going to hand me your license and your registration and all that. And she writes me this ticket. She brings me the ticket back and she says, like, you know, here's your ticket. Well, 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 you got to pay it within 10 days. And I go, you just wasted my time and yours. I'll see you in court. Now, mind you. At the time, my license is restricted because I had just come off suspension. So immediately when she writes me that ticket, until we get all this sorted out, my license is suspended again. So now I'm driving illegally now. So I, I told my mom about the whole whole ordeal, uh, called her, told her, and she was like, get your ass back home, bring that car. She ain't listening either. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to court. This is the first ticket I ever fought in my life. I walked to the one corner, took a picture. Walk to the other. I had my little uh, disposable camera, you know, the Walmart boy, uh, the Walgreens boy. Walked to one corner, took a picture. Walked to the other corner, took a picture of both signs that pointed in opposing directions. And I printed them out. I took them to court with me, and I won in court. I had to catch the Greyhound from East Lansing all the way to downtown Detroit, uh, walk over to the 36 from the Greyhound station. There wasn't no cabs out there, and I was going to be late to court if I didn't start walking. Went in there, won my court date. But all that to say, this motherfucker pulled a strap. Why? Is it okay for police to be paranoid and me not to be paranoid? Because when you got the gun, cop. What I'm in general, yeah. though. If I'm somewhere and I say, I fear for my life, how come I can't pull my strap out? Yeah. Because I'm gonna go yeah. to prison. 
if I just pulled my strap on, I was like, what I was yep. fear for my life. How, what's different about you being a police officer and you being able to say, oh, I'll fear for my life, and you pull your strap out? Yeah. Because I may be a fear for my life for my next door neighbor, but I can't pull the strap out. I've asked that question several billion times, uh, especially, you know, in, in light of recent police and black people interaction. Uh, one of the first times that I asked it, and this was not a cop. I'm aware that George Zimmerman was not a cop. Um, he was fake neighborhood watch out there watching over a neighborhood that he was instructed to leave alone. Uh, but in that situation, I've asked myself time and time again uh, with the Trayvon Martin shit is why wasn't it okay for Trayvon Martin to fear for his life and fight for his life because he was being stalked by a man that the cops had told to stand down and not stalk this young man. Don't follow him. Don't ask him shit. Don't approach him. George Zimmerman didn't follow those instructions. He followed this young man. This is a teenager. And he follows him. He stalks him through this neighborhood. He walks up on him aggressively. He's been driving around in his car following this man. If I'm Trayvon and I'm a teenage man, if I'm a grown ass my age right now, 34, I'm scared in that situation. Scared enough that it's going to be fight or flight. And I'm going to fight for my fucking life. I I pulled up at the crib yesterday and it was a car sitting on, yeah. sitting on the side of my house. Nigga, I spun the block. Hey. I drove around for five minutes to pull back up. Like, why the fuck is this car why they all here? sitting here? Yep. I, my alert, my senses is up. Why the fuck you parked on the side of my house, fam? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. what, in, in, a, in a black truck with tinted windows. At yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'm already on alert. I don't feel that it's okay for that situation. Yeah. So look, man, long story. He, Al, Al, Khalil, <laughs> <laughs> gets out the fucking car, and uh, he had his license and his registration, and he tell him, put your hands on the, uh, on the roof. Yeah. Don't move. Don't move. I'll be right back. Yeah. So he go to the car. He do what the cops do when they go to the car, and the whole time Khalil is talking to Star, and... Star like nigga. Oh, so when they first got pulled over, a very key point. Star pulled out her phone to try to record the whole interaction. Once Khalil and the officer started going back and forth, um, the cop told her put her phone down, and she jumped and dropped her phone on the floor in the car. So when the cop goes back to uh, his car, she starts reaching down trying to find her phone. That scared the fuck out of me. That scared me because she was doing it in a way that she was trying not to seem like she was reaching for anything. Uh, so she's reaching around trying to find her phone, but she's finding just random trash on Khalil's uh, car floor. So she's picking up the trash and putting it on his seat as she's finding it. One of the things she picked up off the floor was his hairbrush. She puts that on the seat and he goes, damn, Star, you messing up my car. And she like, Khalil, keep your hands up on the thing. What are you doing? He like, she, man, we good. Man, he like, we good. And he reaches in the car, grabs his brush. And pulls the brush back out of the window and starts to motion to brush his hair. He got like one brush. Yeah, he got like one uh, Chicago from Poetic Justice stroke on his hair. And before he even got into it, the cop squeezed first, asked questions later. That shit made me jump. Oh, it was. I wasn't expecting it right then. Yeah. So I'm going to. All right. I'm going to just put this out there. I love this film. I did not love how they made how they brought the shooting together. I'm gonna tell you why. I thought the whole her reaching around on the floor trying to find the phone and pulling up this trash in his brush was a bit of a reach, no pun intended. Uh I thought him reaching in that window to get the brush was a because he didn't come off like a naive kid. Came off prideful, came off, you know, strong and and strong willed, 
but he didn't come off so naive that he would think to reach in and grab a breath. I just didn't like, like that. He seemed like the type that, like, man, I ain't worried about this. He feel like yeah, one of those niggas. He, he like, gave me them vibes, but I feel like reaching in and getting a brush out the window. Like, that felt like a lot. I thought at the moment he reached in he for the brush, shoot. he's going to get shot. Mm. But when he didn't and, and he's... Pulled it out. Because his right hand is toward the police. I'm yep. like, all right, boom, you see it, it's a brush. And then he got it to his head. Unless he about to shoot himself in the head, like, yeah. how would you think that was a gun? And so I actually thought a little bit ahead of that, I thought he was going to get shot when they first said license registration. I thought he was going to do, you know, your typical reach into the glove compartment or reaching your wallet. You know, Because the cop didn't get his wallet till Khalil was out the car. Because he asked him, like, yeah. how... He asked like uh Star, how I'm gonna get my hand how I'm gonna get my wallet with my hands with up. my hands Yeah. Up. So I thought either one of those, like when they was in the car and he was gonna reach into the glove compartment or when he was out the car and he reached into his pocket, that the cop was gonna shoot him then. So I think that might have been my other issue with the brush part of that was I feel like there were two more, I guess, realistic ways that that could have happened. But again, the brush I mean, should be I mean What's so what's so fucked up is this how shit be happening. This, it's and, all quick and, and it's, it's usually all, yeah. and it's usually not on videotape. Yeah. Like Philando Castillo. Like yeah. we didn't see we seen what happened afterwards. Yeah. Like them little random nervous. Like yeah. when you nervous and you you jittery, like, oh shit. Da, da, da. You thinking, like I've been robbed before at gunpoint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you think that like I was doing shit that you should not do when you get robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like and literally, I'm moving, I'm moving my hands in my pockets. I'm doing shit that you should not be doing because I'm thinking like, oh shit, they want something. Yeah. All right, uh, my phone in my pocket. Let me get my phone. Like I'm just get, give them what give them what they want so they can get the fuck away from me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like I gave my ring, gave my watch. You know what I'm saying. I'm like cool. I'm like damn, they probably want my phone. I'm got, I'm, I'm, I'm one in my back pocket. Like stop moving. Yeah, I'm like oh shit. Yeah. Like, it's so much shit going through my fucking head. So I'm like, oh, I fucked up. I yeah. turned turn my head, got to the ground. Boom, he shoot. Mm. This one, um, D-Merritt, you know what mm. I'm saying? Got yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everything worked out as far as he didn't pass. But he yeah. got shot. My man got shot Caught in the one. face yeah. during this time frame. But I'm doing shit that I don't, that don't that make no logical yeah. sense. Because you in a situation where, like, you're drilling and moving yeah. like this is not normal. And you do shit that's not normal, like you wouldn't normally do. So you, that's where I didn't. And you think, I'm, in my brain, I'm thinking like, oh, y'all got a gun. Y'all want something. Yeah. Oh, let me help you out. Let me get yeah, you something. Yeah, let me get it. I'm not thinking about how it looked. Yeah. So he them. like. And you know what's funny? So um, me and, again, the reason we're giving y'all so many stories is because this movie is mad relatable. This has happened every single day in the lives of uh, black people. But. Me and my man just a couple years ago, me and my dog Kev, shout out to my dog, um, we riding, we leaving off uh, Chicago and the Lodge, right? So we get on the freeway at Chicago and the Lodge, and we notice the police behind us on the Lodge. So we turn east on or west on 94, and my nigga sped up a little bit once we got on 94, it happens, whatever. But the cops followed us off the lodge onto 94. When he sped up, they was fucking, uh, apparently they was gunning us from the rip. So they been behind us the whole time clocking the speed. And we get on 94 and they notice him speed up and now he done went over the speed limit. So they pull us over immediately. In the middle console of his car, we have a whole box of Bucharest. If you don't live in the D, Bucharest is a Mediterranean spot that sells chicken shawarmas. 
Um, in this moment, our chicken shawarmas from Bucharest are wrapped up in foil. <laughs> These niggas got silver guns. So the cops <laughs> walk up, and immediately, as soon as my dog rolls the window down, he says, I have my weapon and I have my permit. I have I have both. Everything I need, I have. And the cop goes, is your weapon out or is it concealed? You know, is it in the glove compartment or whatever? And my nigga's like, no, it's in the glove compartment. And the cop puts his hand on his gun. He ain't pull it, but he put it on his gun. And he goes, well, what's that right there? Pointing at the chicken shawarmas. I literally go. Extra garlic butter, nigga. I was like, fam, that's just a sandwich. <laughs> and then, look, I go. <laughs> you can add that boy if you want it, nigga. Cause I'm not about to die from this fucking chicken shawarma, bro. Hey, them bitches be them, yo, Bucharest got the fucking juice in them goddamn chicken shawarmas. But I was just not trying to die for the boy. So all that to say, there are ways that you act and like cause my boy literally my boy rolled the window down before them niggas got there yeah. and said, I have my fucking permit and my gun on me. Shout to Philando Castile, trying to keep it real and let you know ahead of time. Yeah. But dog still got nervous when he seen the chicken shawarma. So, um, hold on. This nigga Jay just passed me. The, this uh, week in culture is happening yeah, real yeah, time. Yeah, this week in culture, real time. So I'm going to read this out. Uh, Kanye West tweeted, my eyes are now wide open and now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I'm distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. All right, Kanye. Hey, man. You, you heard it here first. Hey, y'all heard it here first. Uh, uh, Kanye going back to the music and the shoes. Fuck y'all. Fuck Trump. Um, fuck the MAGA hat. Yeah. So listen, man. He killed my man. Yeah. Khalil got killed um, because he pulled his hairbrush out the window and tried to get a fucking uh, brush stroke in. So look, man, I give us a synopsis of a lot of shit that's been going on. So she the only witness to him dying. Yeah. Uh, she worried about testifying. Yeah, because hey, I go to this all white school. They gonna find out I'm the ghetto girl. Yeah, they don't know her background like that. Yeah, um, but then she's also worried, and her parents are worried because they don't want it to come out that she knew Khalil sold drugs for the King Lords. Well, that's I don't like this. That plot. was my other stretch, and the, these are literally the only two problems I have with this film. Like the brush being the shooting, and this being the. Cause there was no reason for her to mention that, bro. Not even even that. So, so what does that mean, though, nigga? You not going to jail because a nigga like nigga? We all know you sell drugs. Whole neighborhood know King sell. Nigga, the whole neighborhood knows that the man named King is over the King Lords gang in the motherfucking homes. Like, like I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand that. I shit. didn't like that plot at all. I didn't understand. Like, fam, you got to have evidence and be yeah. like the nigga dead. Yeah, it's hearsay. Yep. Like it's it's not real. Like, fam, what are you talking about? Yeah, I um I I too was not a fan of that. I thought it was a reach again. Um, that that became the plot, and I I respected them trying to get us to understand maybe the tension between her dad Maverick and King. Yeah. Uh, and you know, cause there's there's always if you in a gang and if you know anything about gang culture, it's blood in blood out typically. Um, so generally when somebody, you know, disassociates themselves with the gang, even if it's done in a respectful manner or a way that was, you know, kind of agreed upon like this was where, hey, you did your time, you didn't snitch. So if you don't want to be gang no more, cool. It's still not really cool to the niggas that's in the gang. So, look, it was a it was in facts. Yeah. 
So there was a debate or a divide. Yeah. Pops wants you to stand up for your mans. Yeah. The the neighborhood wants you. His sister likes. Yeah. Like, listen, Khalil will be out here riding for you. Yeah. So Aren't you going to speak up? Ride for him. I thought that shit was weird that you wasn't yeah. like trying to speak up off rip because like yeah. that's your best friend. It seemed like she would have been too. Like that just. That shit was wild. And she was getting encouragement too, um, not only from family, but also from Issa. Shout out to Issa. Issa played a lawyer in this movie and she was a. Uh, a nonprofit lawyer working for a program called Just Us for Justice. And uh, she was trying to get her to speak up and lead for, this revolution. For some reason, I didn't like her character. I just... I, I felt... I, I felt, get you. I felt it was just... Like, I understand that's needed, right? Yeah, yeah, It just felt very exploitive. I... So I agree with you. Because she was trying to get her on TV and da 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 So she actually did get her on TV. Um, and Star goes and she does this interview with the local news station. But before this, okay, this was a very important part. When Issa Rae's character, first, the mama didn't want her to do none of that shit. At all. Daddy like, nigga, yeah. ride for your man. Yeah. Mama like, no, we moving. Yeah. Issa come in. Shout out to Regina Hall playing her mom real quick. Thanks. I love Regina Hall. Love and her to death. Like, there, she can do no wrong to me. I yeah. just want to throw that in there. Regina Hall, how you doing, baby? I love you. Love her to death. Um, Issa comes through yeah. and then Star busts out, hey, I saw my other best friend get shot and killed right in front of me. Yeah. And um, I saw who did it. Yeah. Uh, she never told that to her never parents. Never told. And then. I saw who did it and I didn't speak up for her. I felt that that's a bad friend. Yeah. Um, but the nigga got killed. Got a killed a couple months later. Boom. So. With Khalil, I want to be a better friend because mm. this nigga got killed. And my man gonna go free. I feel like I should be a better friend. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and put this out here in the atmosphere. Uh, anything ever goes down with me um, and a police officer and shit, first things first, don't believe whatever the official story is. Facts. Uh, and Facts. The, and the second and the most important, you niggas better fucking ride for me. Mm. Like in real life, I, <laughs> this is ignorant. Okay, I'm gonna acknowledge the ignorance before I say this shit. I don't want no peaceful shit going on, man. Y'all better make some fucking noise for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, make some fucking noise for me, cause guess what? I'm gonna ride for y'all niggas, dog. I'm gonna put this out there right now too. Uh, while Jay is on that topic, if anything ever happens between me and a cop, and I'm for some reason unable to speak up for myself after it happens, y'all and one of y'all seen it, like you was a witness. Nigga, I don't care what hood you in. If you snitching on a cop, you are not snitching. You are telling the truth, nigga. Fuck that. If a cop did some dirty shit to me, y'all niggas tell you are not labeled a rat. You are not a snitch. I thought they were going to play up more of the, like, the cops are harassing her. Because you know how that goes down. Like, the boys in blue going to stand up for one another. So I thought they were going to play the whole narrative of, oh, once they see the witness on TV and figure out who she is, cops going to be at her. How you figure that shit out so quick? Mm-hmm. How did that cop figure out? Something? Oh, when he goes, that's the witness. Well, there were a few things that I thought were stand out. One, they really didn't do a great job locking her voice. I don't think. She also had her hair and the braids were kind of down in the front. Now, granted, she ain't the only girl on earth with braids. But they had the block shit on there. I'm thinking like maybe because she was at the police office, the, the police station that yeah. night. But like, uh, she, yeah. But he had like he listened to her voice and was like, 
this the like that's a that's a that's a big stretch, fam. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe uh, somebody from Power wrote on this shit. (laughs) Shout out to Maria Suarez. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I thought like, oh wow, this this interests the dynamic. They getting pressured by the streets and they getting pressured by the cops. Yeah, but I I thought the street pressure it just felt like a reach. So while she was doing her interview, uh, the news reporter or interviewer or whatever, she kind of goes into the whole, like, what do you know about Khalil? Did you know that Khalil sold drugs? And she goes off, like, why are you asking about that? Why do you, like, what does that matter? Like, Khalil was killed by a cop. Why are you saying, like, he did something wrong? And then she starts to defend Khalil's drug dealing. I think she did that first. Yeah, she's like, well, Khalil sold drugs to feed his family. And, you know, everyone. His mom, a crackhead. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows that Khalil sells drugs for the King Lords, the biggest gang in the neighborhood. I felt like it was a stretch. I'm like, like what? why what? are you doing that? Because she not built for that shit, dog. That, that's, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's she true. get up there and start talking on emotion. And she like, she was, she was trying to defend yeah. his character. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. He he sell drugs to take care of his family. Yeah. His mom got cancer. His mom, yeah. his, his, well, his grandma got cancer. His mom's on yeah. drugs and like. And so to Issa's character uh, and kind of my dislike for it because I heard uh, Jay mention his disdain. What I didn't like for it was that you didn't prep her because that's something that could have been handled up front with prep. Yes. You're not going up there to talk about anything Khalil might have been involved in. These are, we so listen, fam. You trying to get a civil case, right? Yeah. I don't know if y'all listen to Serial, the podcast, mm-hmm. but listen to mm-hmm. Serial podcast. They in the that shit's great. The Cleveland uh, judicial system right now. Yeah. It's a case on there about police brutality and trying to get a civil case. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, I need this guy to be a, a good case. Yeah. Don't make him. Yeah. Look any worse. As long as the case is airtight, we good. Yeah. And Issa did not prepare her. For that interview. So she goes up there and she literally says, yeah, Khalil sold drugs for the King Lords, the biggest uh, gang in the neighborhood. Now, King is officially mad. Like, he pissed off. Him and her dad already had a little tension. That's like saying he sold sold drugs for the Bloods. Yeah. Like, nigga, this does not, like... She didn't incriminate anyone by saying that, but... You don't, Whatever. You, you don't think we know that you sell drugs, nigga? Y'all all got drug convictions. Y'all niggas all have king lords tatted my, on your neck. My father, went, who is a king lord, yeah. went to prison for selling drugs. Yeah. Um, we know that the king lords sell drugs. King right around this bitch in a new fucking uh, 700 Benz, you know what I'm saying? Or Beamer. And yeah, I don't know. They, that whole that part of the plot yeah. I did not rock with. But... She does the interview. Uh, she quote unquote snitches on the King Lords, and now they're after her. And then her and her parents go to celebrate her doing the interview because she's feeling good. You know, like it went well. She don't really know that it's King Lord beef yet. Um, and they go to the restaurant and they getting food and they feeling good. Like yo, she told the story. She got it out there. She did something right. She riding for Khalil, and then King pulls up to the restaurant they at. And King pulls up and he's standing out there and he grimming because they sitting by the window. He looking through that window with with Hayden's blood. So Maverick, her dad, gets up and he goes outside and he like, yo, King was popping. You know what I'm saying? Like what I told you, stay away from me and my family. King like, nah, nigga, your daughter just did some dumb shit, bro. Like, sorry. She just did some stupid shit. And Maverick like, nigga, you ain't, I bet you ain't gonna do shit to my daughter. Yeah, they get they about to get so them niggas get to tussling and whoop, whoop. Here come the cops again, man. Um, So they pull up. King and his man dip. Maverick stay out there looking stupid. Which is wild that no one follows the car. The car that pulled off with the two niggas who ran. 
or the man who's standing right there and who didn't get y'all no static. But they run up on uh on Maverick and they like, yo, what's going on? Maverick like nothing. They like, well, what the fuck was that? And he like, hey man, it was just. And then they start getting aggressive with him, dog. They, you know, they press him. He get into his militant shit, and they ain't with it. He kind of reminds me of Khalil in this moment. Like all the shit you've ever taught your kids, you've kind of forgotten in this moment a little bit because you're being, you know, a little. I mean, emotion. Emotion, man. Emo you can practice for this cop police interaction all day, but so it's rough when you get it. It's a rough interaction in between yeah. them. This is when the cop realized that she the she she's was the, the snitch. The, and everybody got their phones out and they dip off. Yeah. So man, it's a couple themes going throughout the movie, right? So they got them beefing. She got like a group of white girls at at, at school that quote unquote her friends. And since she's she's dealing with so much and cause she still haven't told people Yeah. You know what I'm saying, that she is the witness or whatever. Uh -huh. So her girls at school made an insensitive joke about fried chicken. Yep. Um, which is wild to me. Yeah. That you so they make. they had fried chicken at lunch, and it was it was funny. I literally I noticed them show the fried chicken while they were eating. Yeah, and they and not a minute later, because I thought it was coming at that point. Yeah, I thought she was about to say, "Don't you want yeah. the fried chicken or some yeah. shit?" But uh, they were at basketball because oh, Star plays basketball. Um, so they're at basketball practice, and she went to make a pass, and she passed it off wrong. And then her white friend goes, "Yo, just do it like you did the, like it's some fried chicken." Or like some she got shit. stripped. Yeah, and like so she lost the ball. She's like, "Act like it's fried ask, chicken." Act like it's fried chicken. Yeah, because when they was at lunch, Star was like hanging on her little chicken leg or some shit real hard. I don't know. Again, it was out of place. Subtle. But her girl's comment was out of fucking place and out of pocket. So she says that and Star, at first she kind of snapped and then she kind of jumped back in like, wait, no, maybe I'm tripping. Um, and her girl goes, no, I I wasn't saying that because you're black. I, we had fried chicken at lunch. Fuck that bitch. But that bitch was racist, which we bitch found out racist. as uh, the movie goes on. Yeah. So, I mean, the movie was putting her in a situation where her other friends keep saying racist shit and, and sensitive things because yeah. her boyfriend is white. Yeah. Her, I mean, all her school friends is white. Yep. And they don't know. This is what happens when you hide your identity. Yeah. People shit on you. Yeah. And they they don't they think you relate to them because of how much you related to and them. And how much you let them get away with yep. in the past. So uh she's at her girl's crib and they're watching uh the news and the one girl who made the fried chicken comment goes, you know, they're watching the news and on the news they say, you know, the cop who killed Khalil, he's he's been facing threats and his dad gets on there and he's like, Oh, they threatened to kill my son and whoop whoop whoop. And the friend goes, Man, that's so sad. That officer was just trying to do his job and they're threatening him. And Star again, she still hasn't told them. Like fam, why don't see this is your fault again? Yeah. Like fam, tell them what's going on with these your friends. Yeah. Tell them what tell yeah. them that you 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 were the witness. You were the witness. You are now getting threatened yeah. by the police and yeah. getting threatened by them. So so you feel sorry for them, feel sorry for me too. Yeah, because if you think, oh man, they was just trying to do their job, bitch, I was just a passenger in a car. And now my life is being threatened. Shit's happening to me. So uh, her girl makes an insensitive comment. Star goes off again. This time she kind of snapped a little bit harder. Um, and then the white girl defended herself. She defended her comments and her position. Yo, if you racist, here's one thing about me. Stay racist, bro. Don't defend your shit. Defend it to the death because that, hey, I don't want you to pretend, nigga. Like, be the fuck you, nigga. If you don't like me and you think some shit like this is cool and my boy getting killed is cool because he brushed his hair, 
no, nah, fam, stay in that lane right there. Yeah. But uh, they had a fake ass rally and shit. Yeah. Uh, oh I, yeah, the school. No, the school had the fake rally. Yeah, yeah, they had a yeah, fake yeah. ass rally and shit. Like you see on the news yeah. all the time when when some when a shooting happened yeah. or when something happened, they got these. White schools, they don't really got shit to do with it. They walk out and do the protest. So all the students did a fucking uh, uh, a rally. They printed off flyers with Khalil face on there, justice for Khalil, and they all skipped school. They used it as a reason to skip school and leave. So again, Star's mad. She's upset, but she's not telling anybody at her school why she's so upset and why she's been so awkward over these last few days. Um, so they're just wondering what the fuck is up. Poor Chris, the boyfriend, he don't know what the fuck's going on with Star. And then he finally puts two and two together and he calls her because he's been watching the news and shit. And he called her and he, or he texts her and he's like, yo, you're the witness. And she's like, you know, she kind of copped to it, but what can you do? So they got, uh, they got prom coming up and. Chris is supposed to meet up with her and all this shit, and they was going to go on a date, and they was going to do all this. She's totally forgotten about Chris. So when prom comes up, that kind of slipped her mind, too, and he's like, you know, can I pick you up for prom? And she's just like, nope, I'll meet you there. So she meet up with Chris at the prom, and they don't even go in because she getting weird looks now when she walks into prom. So her and Chris go to the limo. They go sit down in the limo, and they talked it out. They talked it out. She um she kind of kept it a buck with Chris. Told him the whole shit. Told him, "Yo, Khalil was my first kiss. This is my first friend." Like she didn't tell me kiss that night though. Yeah, no, she. I peeped that. She, hey, I kissed him when I was a little kid, but uh, also kissed that nigga ten minutes before he died. But um, yeah. So she told Chris uh, just about anything he needed to know about the situation, and she kind of let him back in. And Chris was like, "Yo, I ain't judging you." Like he was at first, he was the naive white dude. Like, yo, we don't all think like that, and we don't see you as the hood girl. And she like, nigga, yes, the fuck you do. I like, don't see black. Yeah, he like, I don't see color. You know what I'm saying? And she like, fam, it don't matter if you see color or not, I'm still black. I'm still. If you don't see color, then you don't see me because I am my color. I loved that quote, but she was wrong. Because her saying, if you don't see color, you don't see me, you ain't been being you. And right. that's why he didn't see you. But right. now in this moment, at least, she's being her. And she's finally letting that black part of her come out. So Chris, once they hug and made up, Chris was like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go in here, have fun, and then shit, I'm ready to go get some burgers. We're going to eat after prom, and then he like, I'm ready for the end of the night. So she thought he was finna go back to, I'm trying to stroke doke. But uh, Chris was just like, no, I want to meet your dad. Because to this point, she had not let him, you know, meet anybody. Only person Chris knew was her brother because yeah. they went to school together. He kept spending them and shit. Yeah, so she was spending that nigga the whole damn movie. But he was like, I want to meet your dad. So in this moment, she like, fuck it. I'm going to take you home, nigga. So her mom knows about Chris. Everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows about Chris. So kind of know about Chris. I didn't like this scene. I was It's not that I didn't like the scene. I'm like, listen, fam. All right, get a nigga a hard time because he white. But shake the man's hand. Because on the reverse on the on the reverse side, when I'm a, if I'm a black if man, if that was seven, Maverick would have nutted up on it. Yeah, like come on, we gotta be consistent. Yeah, and my thing in general that just didn't seem like Maverick style. It just didn't like that whole him giving him a hard time. Yes, but not shaking his hand like a man. Not but that, that just did, didn't seem like. I that. didn't know you have a boyfriend at all. Yeah, and now, now you're gonna tell me you're a white boy. That's some dad shit. 
yeah. yo, I, and I, I felt that. But she brought him home. Maverick and him didn't really vibe. Uh, but her mom shot again. Regina I'm shaking Hall. your hand because I want to see what kind of handshake you give me. I shake his hand like a ma- that seemed like Maverick. The Maverick we had been introduced to that scene. So when he didn't do it, it was just weird. Then I, after they left, and then he kind of like opened up. I'm think I thought he's gonna be like, well, tell him to come back tell, or some shit. I did think that was gonna happen, um, but it didn't. Uh, Chris left. That was racist as hell. Yeah, no, it was. That was a bad look. That was prejudice. Prejudice, perfect word. That was I, very I pre, prejudice. I, I prejudged. Yeah, him because he was white. Yeah. Um, but. Chris left because Maverick told him, all right, fam, you got to get the fuck on. You know, God bless. Like, he good all job. but said that shit. He, I'm glad he did. Yeah. And then it was good the that Chris got, got out of there because <laughs> about a minute later, the motherfucking King Lords was at the fucking door with that you, boom, boom, boom. I tell you, I don't like Common's character in this in this movie. So after the house gets shot up, they go to Regina Hall's brother's house. Uh, her brother is played by Common, the rapper. Um, not the strongest actor in the world, but that's just... He's. I thought Common in life, like a long time ago, like Just Right and any other movie he ever been in, I thought he would be a better actor than he is. Like I'm I just not too. a fan of Common as an actor. But he did all right in this he movie. He did all right in the shy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In the shy, his role was limited. But again, I think the more Common speaks in a movie, the more his acting like kind of stands out negatively. But anyway, Common in this movie plays Star's uncle, but he's also a he police officer. He plays an Uncle Tom cop. Yeah, he's that's, a cop. That's the look. And that ain't what we got at first, because when we we're first introduced to him, this was right after the shooting, and Star was being interrogated, and then by the detectives, and he came in there and snatched her up. No, but I don't know if you paid attention though, because hmm. it was in the background. But the father was on his head, mm-hmm. like, no, nigga, this when he was arguing, yeah, 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 yeah. Afterwards, he came and got him. But so when, I, what I thought about that scene, because I, I did think what you was thinking, but I also thought you remember they had that argument and. Uh, Maverick told Common, she not your daughter. And Common was like, that ain't what it seemed like for them three years he was locked up. So I thought they might have been having one of them no, arguments. Because it, it was, he said something to the point where like, something like, well, something about the investigation or some shit. It got was kind of like you. muted, but he was talking. Got you. The reason I say he plays the Uncle Tom copy is yeah. because of that situation. Before he got he in, say, when he walks into the funeral and the people in the, I mean, walks into the home. In the grandma house. And they're like, I can't believe this nigga up in here. Why he up in here? He came in in uniform. I yeah. thought that in itself was insensitive. Yeah, facts. And then uh, when he when had they the go conversation, to the house. I thought that was highly inappropriate. So after the house gets shot up, uh, the family rides over to Commons crib. Him and his family live in a nice, you know, affluent neighborhood. And Maverick drops the family off, and he says, nigga, I'm going back to my house. Nigga, I will not be ran out of my motherfucking crib. So Seven goes with him. Seven goes with him because uh, he the oldest kid, and he's just the oldest boy in general. So he goes with his dad. I ain't let my dad ride out here on his own. Um, and hey, then, my dad the one shot your house up. Facts. Um, facts. But uh, anyway. Or my, my stepdad. stepdad. Yeah. So... While Star is over there at Common's crib, uh, she has a talk with him in the kitchen. And she's trying to understand, and this is the fucked up part, we lose a lot as black people trying to understand prejudices and racism. There's no understanding this shit. He is tampering with a witness. Yeah, that's a fact, too. Like, you a police officer. Nigga, you are a cop in this precinct of the, like, nigga, yeah. And she going on a grand jury tomorrow, he asked her, like, they they was trying to, they did, they, they tried to scare you, did it work? Yeah. Like, as a, are you going to testify against yeah. my mans? And, and then he went through this shit and basically was like, look, it's a, 
it's a lot of things that you got to understand. He breaks down the whole, you know, again, he rationalizes the police officer's behavior. He rationalizes what me and Jay were just talking about, the police officer's fears in that moment. I pull you over. I don't know what you got in your pocket, your gun, your under your seat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone show me a law that says the police get to have a, a different set of fears yeah. than other people. Because, yeah. like, I've never, I didn't know that there were two sets of laws. Mm-mm. Because from my understanding, there's only one law. Mm-hmm. There's one law for murder, one law mm-hmm. for this. So what exactly about you not knowing what a person got yeah. is different from me not knowing what a person yeah. got? So if me and you have an argument and I'm I'm arguing with you in your car and yeah. I think that you're reaching for a gun, yeah. I can't shoot you and get away with it. Yeah. And no, get that's administrative. A fact. Like that's a fact. What exactly under what law says you get to be you get to act on your you fears. You get to be reckless and do all that as a cop. Because you're a cop. How about mm-hmm. because I live in this neighborhood, I should be able to get the benefit of the doubt that I'm afraid for my life as well. And again, black people with PTSD, naturally, man, we already have a fear of police officers. We already have a fear of violence in general. I don't feel so, anxiety until I see the red lights. Yeah, so all of that, I've always had a theory about the red police sirens too. Like That triggers mentally an anxiety attack. Like, it literally, it fucks with your mind. Like, that's a whole psychology thing we can get into later. But that red light is, that's a thing. Um, And in this moment, Common, uh, well, his character, is trying to rationalize Mm, and make... The lights are red, white, and blue. mm, Talk about it. Talk about it. Yo, this week in culture, we be giving y'all niggas some gems that y'all just really ain't even thought about. But uh, Common is telling her, basically, this is why the officer shot your boy. And she asks him a very simple question. And he said, if you were pulling over a white person who was, like, dressed up, suited to the nines, looks unthreatening because they're white and they're dressed up and they're not a black kid from the hood named Khalil, and he had his hands up and you saw him reach... Would you shoot him or would you ask him, put your hands back up? And Common answered it straight up. I would ask him to put his hands back up. And that's the difference between blacks and whites, man. That's it. Like, that's what it is. He kept it a buck with her. So, So look, long story short, she she did. Yeah. She did a great job. She went to the grand jury, gave her a story, thought it was going to get him, uh, you know, indicted. It did not. It did not. Um, so, and the, y'all seen that narrative before, bro. Seven gets you can fucking indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, that's the going thing. Yeah, uh, he did not get indicted. Seven gets beats up by the pops. Yeah, uh, King beat the shit out of Seven. Um, just cause it ain't his son, so why the fuck not? And his sister snitching, so I'm gonna beat you up to get their attention, cause I'm gonna kill one of you motherfuckers who's gonna yeah. die. So, um, and then oh. The uh, they had the right. Well, the the protests. Yeah. So they try to get seven to the hospital. Yeah. When they go down to downtown, it's a pride. I mean, it's a protest. They go down to the fucking protest. Yep. They go to the protest. Uh, they see what's going on. It's hella niggas marching for Khalil since uh, the officer didn't get indicted. Y'all know this story. Y'all seen Ferguson and and all the other uh marches that started off as peaceful protests and turned into riots. Um. She grabbed the microphone, tell yeah. everybody, I'm the witness. She lead the shit, everything. It's a feel-good thing. And then yeah. they like, boop, boop, boop. 
Yeah, the cops, while she up there talking her shit and going through her black power shit, the cops is over there counting down. She told them niggas, y'all got till three to break this shit up, nigga. They in front of city council, nigga. The cops give her the one, two, three. They start shooting off the tear gas. Tear gas flowing everywhere. Um, they try to recreate a Ferguson moment. Yeah. Throwing the- yeah, she threw the tear gas back. I caught that. You know, shout out to that little, uh, you know, play on Ferguson that they did. She threw the tear gas at the officers. But her and Seven are affected by the tear gas. You know, that shit goes through the area, gets in your eyes. It's burning. It's uncomfortable. So a car, a truck pulls up on them. And it's two dudes, and one of them recognizes them, and he goes, yo, is Maverick Carter y'all dad? And they was like, yeah. And they was like, yo, y'all good with us? Come on. So they hop in the truck, and they were like, take us to our dad's store because we need to get some water to rinse our eyes. And he like, no, nah, y'all need some milk. So they go to the store. They get some milk. The co- or the dudes who picked them up leave after they pour some milk in their eye. And her and Seven are chilling in the store, probably chilling till the streets is safe again. Well, till their dad come. Yeah, she yeah. She was yeah. like, I'm going to tell your dad where y'all at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The dude did say that. And she listened to the voicemail on her phone. Her mama didn't call like five mm-hmm. times. So they waiting on their dad. But King. Whole ass King. King has been across the street watching the fucking store for a minute. He sees them on the ground. Or he sees them go into the store. So he sends his man over there with a uh, Molotov cocktail. He opens the door, throws the cocktail down, boom, sets the store on fire. And... uh they're trapped because they this fire was spread at the front door, but they need a key to unlock the back door to get out because the door is locked from this the inside. This the only part I didn't understand. I didn't understand how the door, or it's locked from the outside. So huh. it was weird. I don't know how a door is locked from the outside that I can't you access keep, from the inside. Like, nigga, when the door is open, that's how customers come in. It was a, I didn't get it. Because um, the niggas down the street came up. Yeah. And they couldn't get in. So they locked up in the store, and, uh, you know, fortunately, her dad... Because some other cats from the street, from down the street came, other business owners, they came, they tried to help out, they trying to bang on the door. Maverick pulls up with her mom and uh, Sakina, and they get out. Maverick opens the door, lets them out, but then Maverick sees King. King coming over there. Yeah, King ready to wreck shit. King ready to, you know, hey, it's time to kill somebody over here, nigga. I've been doing this shit all movie. I'm ready to kill a nigga. And Maverick, rip him, Lotto, rip him. <laughs> and Maverick is, uh, you know, he hot because King burnt his store down and tried to kill his kids. So, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, so they go at each other neck. And before they do that, the cops pull up. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. And uh, here come the police and they get out. But now, Maverick is reaching for the for the for the for the yeah, for the Roscoe. For the, yeah, Maverick reaching behind his back for that boy. And uh, he mm. don't have it on him. Cause Lil Sakina got it, man. The young boy, the 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 kid, the baby of the family. He in fucking like kindergarten, preschool, and he got the gun. And he say, and he points it. He points it at King. Yeah, like leave my daddy alone. Yeah, nigga. facts. And uh, King was the niggas was shocked. Uh, this was a very strong point in the movie, I thought, man. Because if you go back to uh, the Thug Life acronym. The hate you give little infants fucks everybody. And they say it in the movie. Sakina is the little infant. And he's ready to fuck. He's ready to fuck everybody. everybody like, y'all niggas. He got the pistol pointed at everybody. I don't know how there. this is going to end. Yeah. in the mo- I will give them that. This moment was very tense. Because it could have went like, damn, is the cops going to shoot the baby? Yeah. Is the cops going to try to shoot the baby and dad jumping away? Yeah. Is the they baby going to shoot? Is anybody is the baby gonna shoot King, 
Oh, he's gonna the, shoot his dad. No, I didn't think that was gonna happen. But I'm like, do the baby turn around and point the gun at the cops? Cause the cops been fucking with us too. Yeah. Now the cops got their guns pointed at your dad. Yeah. Like, what do he do? Yeah. But now the cops is yelling and, at and the cops killed. Yeah. Because she he asked him, like, Dad, is they mad because uh the cops killed Khalil? Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm like, so is he mad at the cop? I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's a lot happening. It's a very tense scene in the movie, man. But um, Star steps in front of her baby brother, and you know she calmly tells him to put the gun down. I was still tense in this moment. So I'm like, he put the gun down. One wrong move, they might let off, but they didn't. Fortunately, um, he puts the gun down, and Star hugs her little brother, and her or no, her dad came over there. Uh, Maverick hugged her. How did King go free this night? Did he? I thought that was when he got arrested. He got arrested later in yeah. the daytime. Yeah, in the that's a fact. That's a because fact. The neighborhood told on him because they said they shot him about like, burning fam, the store you, down. You got a gun behind your back. Fam. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, nobody gets shot in that part, but King gets arrested later for burning the store down because all the neighborhood store owners told on him, uh, and everybody in the neighborhood just start dropping dimes like, "Yo, that nigga sell drugs. He over this gang. He a whole different type of uh, terror out here in these streets," and um. The Carter family rebuilds, man. They they rebuild and and they they didn't move. Um, you know, Regina Hall, the mom, she was uh, consistent in her desire to move throughout the movie as different events happened. But they did not move. Um, they stayed and they got their lawn together and did a little landscaping at the crib and that was that, man. Um, the hate you give. I think that the movie was so relevant and so familiar and so. Timely. Uh, it's a good watch, man. It's it's a great watch. It was very emotional, man. It is a great watch. It's got like a 95, 96 on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So that means the white people like it. That means the black people like it. That means uh, the Hispanics like everybody rocking with it, dog. It's, it's a very highly rated, highly touted film. I recommend that everybody go see it if you have not seen it. If for nothing, I it's funny, today I actually referred two of my uh, white colleagues to go see it because I said, y'all have children and y'all need to have a th- take your family so you can gain a thorough understanding of what it's like to be a black child in a world that does not like us. And this, you should, you should, because how... Star is moving at school is how yeah. I'm moving at work. Yeah, facts, nigga. And um, just in general, dog, I want people to understand that being black in this country means teaching your children how to interact with police. Think about that. I have to teach you how to make a cop feel comfortable, even though he's supposed to be the one protecting you. It's crazy, man. The black experience is a whole different beast, dog. But it's uh, interesting how I can manage to be two different people. At work yeah. and different things, but you can't manage to not just say nigga around me. Yeah. That's the hardest thing that you can yeah. do is just don't say yeah. nigga around me. You can't say, you can't not say or nigga. Hide your race. Yeah. Just like, you man. can't not say nigga in a song and you feel like niggas in Paris gave you permission or uh, the Mo Bamba joint give you permission or whatever fuck song chants nigga. You feel like, nah, fam, you, you don't have permission. We'll say it if we want to say it. We not giving it power. We not giving it nigga. We're just the owners of that motherfucker. So that said, man, the hate you give phenomenal movie. Everybody go check it out. Uh, if you like the movie, hit us up. Let us know. Let us know on the Instagram. Let us know on the Facebook. Uh, let us know via text, man. Everybody who's been rocking with us, keep listening. We appreciate the support. We right back next week. We're going to talk about some other shit. And when that shit comes up, man, y'all going to get all this culture. But till then, This Week in Culture, episode 19. Anna and Jay, we out, baby.